This Off the Hazel podcast is now driven by Delari Nissan Regina. Nissan. And that's four birdies in a row for Drew Kocher to close out the day with a smooth 69, ladies and gentlemen. And would you look at that, Troy Kosher stripes one right down the middle on the wrong fairway. The Reverend can't drive, he can't hit his irons, and he can't putt, but boy can that guy drink. You're listening to Off the Hosel, presented by Nissan Regina. Now here's your host, Drew Kosher, and co-host, Troy McClure Kosher. Alrighty, hey everybody, we're back for another episode of Off the Hosel, episode 56. My name is Drew Koser, I am your host. We are a co-host down this week as Troy is working away again. Alright, just kidding Troy, we miss you bud. But uh, but we are, I mean, we have to welcome in good buddy and the third member of the podcast, Danny H. Pick a Machine. Boys, oh, I guess not boys, it's uh, just kosher today, so kosher, what's going on? Nothing. I'm so excited for this podcast today because one, it's unfortunately, well, no, it's, it's extremely long, but um, lots of good points, lots of good topics. Guest is unreal. Had a lot of fun with it. So, um, Timmy boy, Timmy boy. But before we get started, as always, we'd like to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. They have unreal service and so helpful. They have great quality vehicles. Out now too is the 2021 Nissan Rogue. Rogue. If you are in need for a new vehicle, please go check out Nissan Regina today. They are located on 1111 Broad Street, Regina. Drive Nissan. And Danny H, pick a machine. Can you please take over for Troy and tell all the listeners where we are today and always recording from? Today and always, we are at Divots Indoor Golf. Located at 6823 Rochdale Boulevard. Guys, come check them out. They got seven simulators here. It's a good time. Good vibes. And uh, the fun never stops. Also, play a divots, don't make them. I don't know why, Dan, that was perfect. That was an unreal ad read, as always. That's what we do around here. We're perfect. Perfect human beings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get right in the open pit here. We have lots to chat about today. So, But first, I saw you this past weekend for a quick couple uh, couple snaps. But uh, what, what's up with you? What's new? What's going on? And uh, what's, what's happening in Danny H's life? Oh, let's see here. Not a lot. You know, it's, uh, what has it been, a week since we've talked? Not much has changed. It's gotten a little colder here. I think uh, we're done with the nice weather, hey, Coach? So. Yeah, it's freezing. We had a little mishap this morning as Danny H, and if you're wondering where Danny H is coming from, that's from uh, Moneyball, Scotty H, picking machine. Uh, but it is Daniel Hagel at Hags on social media, so check him out. <laughs> but uh, Christian and Daniel both had some... Uh, car starting issues due to the cold weather yeah my truck didn't start but that's what happens i guess when you don't uh plug it in or turn it on for two three days so <laughs> yeah that definitely doesn't help at all by any <laughs> means so but we got you here christian got a boost uh we're both here christian's here troy's again yet yet again working so um 
Yeah, Dan. Uh, I have nothing. I mean, my weekend. Hmm, what did I do? I golfed. Yeah, what'd you do? Sorry. That's all right. I golfed, I think. Yeah, golf. Watch a lot of golf. Watch a lot of hockey again. I mean, it's hard not to watch it on TV. Nothing else you can do. And that's about it. Did you get in the sauce? Oh, yeah. A couple snapperonis. Speaking of the sauce, this podcast is brought to you by Last Mountain Distillery, a proud sponsor of Off the Hustle, their locally owned company in Lumpson, Saskatchewan. They have some of the best options around. And trust me, just ask Drew. Oh, yeah. They got whiskey, vodka, rum, and so many other options that you can't go wrong with. They are in over 100 different retailers across Saskatchewan. So start thinking, shop local, and purchase your LMD products today. Boom! Yeah, that stuff's money. So check them out. Beauties out there. Um, yeah. An- another good ad read, Dan. Perfect. Two for two. <laughs> Not a big deal. Okay, let's get right into sports chat here. Lots going on this past you know, weekend, week. Uh, first up, I didn't watch... Barely any. I was watching a lot of golf. I'm sure you watched football. Um, Tom Brady's going back to Super Bowl, t- taking the Bucks. Um, you know, TB12 Gronk. They put another video again. Uh, Classic. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> uh, do you watch any football? Yeah, I checked it out. Um, I mean, am I surprised? No. <laughs> the guy's absolutely, uh, absolute weapon. Of course, everyone knows that. And I know there's gonna be people that are gonna be rooting for Mahomes um, to. Pull off the well, not the upset, I would say, but just he's the young goat, right? Starting out, and um, he's the future goat, and I'm sure there's a lot more people cheering for him than uh, Tom Brady. But I'm gonna be cheering for Tom. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I watch football when I I guess when it's on. Yeah, I, I'm a very part-time fan, by the way. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I I kind of watch the Eagles with my old man and my brother, so they, whatever. I mean, I don't really have a team, but Tom Brady is unreal. Uh, obviously, stats don't lie, but I did see a tweet or a comment on I don't know maybe the news article or something like that. But someone's like, um, "Is Tom Brady really the goat if he hasn't won all the Super Bowls that he's been to? Because Joe Montana has went to less but won them all." Oh, I don't even. What's that stat with him going and not? Uh, I want to say six or seven. Christian, do you have a, a stat fact no, on that one? Yeah, he's yeah no, he's won six. He's won six Super Bowls. Yep, but yeah, but how many has he been to? That how many? Out of nine? Nine. And I think Joe Montana was four for four. Okay. So, either way. I think either way, if you, you're <laughs> still winning six sick. Super Bowls, I think you're the GOAT. So, if people want to discuss that, then... Uh, the go to a football podcast. <laughs> okay, let's, let's jump into something that we're both pretty good at here, uh, hockey. Uh, yet again, the Canadian Division is uh, a lot of fun to watch. I noticed the Leafs came away with two wins this past weekend, and the first time I believe in three years that the backup tenders won back-to-back games, Jack Campbell looking pretty solid after blowing his knee out. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know how he is now, but, yeah, the Mr. Soupman, they call him, uh, he's, he's stepped in, did a great job for him. Soupman? <laughs> yeah. Call her daddy? Campbell. <laughs> soup man? Oh, Soupman. Yeah, Soupman. Oh, it's Soupman, His Sorry. last name's Campbell, get it? <laughs> okay, Campbell yeah, yeah. Soup. Um, but they also call another guy on that. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know, It's it's been an interesting uh, start of the season with all the Canadian teams, but um, I think it's been exciting to watch. Uh the Oilers and Leafs playing each other hasn't wasn't that exciting, but um, agreed. Hopefully that can uh, they've got eight more time whatever it is to play each other. So um, yeah, it's been pretty good. Uh, I think Montreal's kind of impressed me actually, even though they I know they don't have the best record, but they've looked all right. Ottawa's looked not bad considering they're one two whatever it is, but 
It's the, I think that's how close it is, right? Yeah, no, I, I I quite enjoy the whole division. It's you know it's different obviously for everyone this year. It's just changes happen. So I was I was very interested in watching the whole division, and everyone looked pretty good until last night. I think Ottawa started the, started to actually. It's almost like they just turned off the lights and were like, "We're a rebuild." Team. Yeah, that yeah. But it was it was Bush last night. They got pumped by yeah. Vancouver. Vancouver's not a bad team, but they shouldn't be winning seven one. No, and uh, not and I think the, a lot of the records, if you look, they don't like some of them are you know one two and. One three and one, one or two and four. I don't think they're reflective of what teams are actually going to finish off. Yeah. You know, I think teams are going to get better, and um, it'll be closer. So we'll see what happens, though. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to switch into now. There was two golf tournaments this weekend. Uh, oh, sorry, just burped up a cactus cut fry from Divots Indoor Golf. New menu. Check it out. Uh, the European Tour. Um, well, there was a couple events, so I mentioned that European Tour and the PGA Tour. But first one was in Abu Dhabi. And our winner was Tyrell Hatton winning by four shots. And this was a tournament that I paid more attention to as I had a little bit of jingle on the, on the whole tournament here. Uh, I took Fleetwood, who finished seventh, unfortunately. Uh, eight shots back. But great tournament. Uh, Hatton, I believe, winning. Yeah, I said four shots. Cool event. Because there's a lot of your players in that event. And then you swing over to the PGA. The American Express was also this weekend. Siwoo Kim comes away with his victory shooting minus 23. And shaving Patrick Cantley by one. But I noticed Finau was close yet again. It's it's becoming a, a thing now. Tony Finau is just, he's close all the time. Yeah. Um, I saw that you know my my cousin Dale and Abe answered after missing the cut last weekend. Abe finished fifth this week. So uh, mm. what what a turnaround for those guys, and a nice little paycheck uh, for cousin and company. So um, did you watch any golf? I watched a little bit, um, not as much as you, but yeah, I think you filled it in nicely, and I think you uh, covered it all pretty much. Tell you what I do. Uh, quick little side note: uh, Davis Love the Third named the U.S. team captain for 2022 President's Cup, taking place at Quail Hollow. Uh, I don't know Davis Love or Davis Love the Third, but uh, congrats to you, Davis. And Team USA will be in, in good hands as per usual. A little another one here, Dan. Uh, LPGA, the Diamond Resorts Tournament of Champions. The Corda Sisters went off this event. Jessica Corda had a great event shooting a smooth 24 under par. I wish. Her sister Nelly finished third shooting 22 under par. You wish. And so the Cordas had a great weekend. But did you see the video of her mom, picture of her mom, of, of their mom? Oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, she might have got to the bone on her fingers watching her two sister or her oh, two daughters battling out for uh, finishing yeah. obviously first and third place. Um, but it was pretty cool to see. I mean, to have two of your daughters that are top players in the world right now so yeah that's pretty sweet um yeah okay well a couple more notes here before we send over to our guests today and not we're trying to ramble on through this whole thing because i love talking but i do gotta ask you've now seen episodes one and two of the tiger documentary um thoughts dislikes likes let's get into the fire here well i i, I liked it i mean i know that they were taking lots of heat online about it and um Obviously, they kind of did dig in the dirt about Tiger a bit. Um, well, I should, not a bit, a lot. <laughs> they definitely dug it up, but, I mean, it's what happened, right? So um, his dad was definitely an interesting guy. Holy, that guy's pretty intense. But, um, no, I, I liked it overall. I thought it was pretty good. And um, people that don't like it, I don't I don't really know why because it, it did kind of bring up the, the dirt side of tiger that was kind of interesting you know i mean of course not many people want to hear that stuff but it's still kind of interesting to hear right what went on actually right so well yeah you just even like 
so I, I was talking to Darren, you know, obviously DuPont, and we talked about it, and he said, like, he had a good point. They dropped it at the wrong time, right? So you looked at the last dance. I think it was $13 million yeah. the first week of episodes. Yeah. This had 500000 They dropped. They kind of dropped the ball. HBO said, okay, we're going to try and do this between right when hockey just started up. NFL playoffs are on, yeah. right? So, like, they dropped the ball there. But people that are saying, like we talked about last week, it sucks. It's not for me. I'm not watching it. It shows a shitty side of him. <laughs> so you don't want to listen to the truth. And I said it again last week, and I say it all the time, you can't always believe what you hear. Mm-hmm. But it was just stating what happened. And it's called the rise, the fall, and the return. Yeah. Not just called the the fall of Tiger Woods. Because yeah. <laughs> they showed a lot of good, too. They showed a lot of good, yeah. Especially with the, him on the course, right? Like, um when he was younger, that was pretty sweet to see how, you know, him swinging a club at two years old. He's got a nicer swing than me, and <laughs> I'm 25. So, um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I liked it. And I think people, they've they seen the Michael Jordan one, the last dance, and they can, because they kind of, you know, two icons in the sports, right? And they compared to that, and I think everyone just loved that Michael Jordan one, right? And like you said, there wasn't um, sports and stuff going on when that came out. So, yeah, I think overall it was all right. Well, yeah, even like I think Troy mentioned last week too. Like you're looking at two different, you know, films. Like you know, Michael Jordan had he wanted a lot more say in the the episodes. He wanted to be involved, so that was one thing different than Tiger. Yeah, it would have been cool if Tiger would have spoke on some stuff, but yeah. Well, then even also, um, God, what I think about now. Oh, like they're like that's a team sport. It's a team aspect. They show Phil Jackson, all these guys that are involved, right? So Tiger just solo, right? So yeah. So I I don't know. Smooth like Tom Cruise. No, I thought it was great though. I thought it was great. Um, two episodes. I hope there's more because Did I. They say there's going to be more. No, that's it. Watch as they showed the rise. Or no, they showed the fall. Like the yeah, it was definitely they covered pretty much everything. But I feel like they could maybe made a laundry. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought. I mean, I, I hope there's more. If not, the cool thing is you know obviously now since it's unfortunate that Tiger has now missed this past weekend and the weekend this coming up with a back injury that he's yeah. the back injury done the same thing that Graham Delette has had multiple times. Um, you know, when Tiger does say, you know, the words, knock on, I mean, knock on wood, you're going to say it now, but when he retires from the game, that documentary is going to be unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that's going to be... That's just it. Maybe they should, you know, come up with one maybe solely just focused on his golf game and yeah, stuff exactly. like that. And maybe not the dirt side, because this covered the dirt, right? So maybe have one that just covers his life as a young gent and, uh, on the course, not uh, the negative stuff. <laughs> Sorry, Christian, Christian just sneezed like a so quiet <laughs> little rabbit. <laughs> We're mature. Okay, uh, <laughs> um, we have a contest out right now. Before we wrap this up, we're going to our guest today. We have a massive contest right now. We've gained great traction. Dan, do you know what's in that package? A lot of stuff. That's all. <laughs> With some sweaters, some free golf, uh, free divots. You want me to just tell you what it is? Yeah, you can name it off perfectly. I'll help you out. Okay, so Give two her. divots indoor golf sweaters. Yep. One off the hosel sweater. Yep. Two rounds of golf, so one hour each for two people at Divots Indoor Golf. Not bad. <laughs> a Manscaped weed whacker for ears and nose. Not bad. Not your nuts. $75 to gift card to uh, Campfire Grill. Not bad. It's a lot of food. Five pizzas from their new sub-brand, and now I'm blanking on the name now. Something pizza. Sorry, wow. sorry, Darren. And what else is there? All right. Did you Did cover it? it? I think you covered it. Oh, and a golden T-shirt that says "Drive Chip Putt 
drink. Okay, nice. But we are only, I don't know, 20 some followers away from 1,000. I said if we get to 1,000 by this Friday, I will throw in a bottle of refined cologne for Manscaped. So that's it. It's a pretty good prize, I think. It's a pretty good giveaway. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get right into it now, Dan. Our guest today, Tim Stapleton, Boyke's beef jerky owner. Timmy Boy. Um, you know, we, want, we don't want to give away too much, but um, your thoughts on the episode? Oh, it was interview, sorry. hilarious. I mean, if anyone knows who he is and seen him on Spin Chicklets before, it's, it's hilarious. So he's a funny guy, and yeah, I think we should send her off. Well, I, I just wanted to say, too, like, you know, it is a long pod. I think he's an hour and 30, but there isn't a point in the pod that you're like, I'm turning this off. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. He has a lot of good points. You know, he, like, he, <laughs> he he tried giving us some good advice, and he did, but then he, you know, he backtracked himself and said he's going to talk to his therapist about it. So, um, <laughs> but no, a lot of fun with this one. So I think it's time we send it over now to Tim Stapleton, and hope you guys enjoy it. We have an absolute beauty on today yet again. He was born in Lagrange, Illinois, a former NHL hockey player, former Bulldog, and from what I've seen on via YouTube, he's an absolute stick on the course and now currently running a beef jerky company called Boyke's Beef Jerky. So after all that, we are happy to have join us today, Tim Stapleton. Thank you for joining the podcast today, man. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on, but that I, I'm not a stick on the course. That's false. I'm like actually really bad, so we can get into that. But just wanted to kind of clarify that. Well, we'll definitely touch on your golf swing you're later. Already start, you're already starting with lies. You're already starting with lies about me. I don't like that. But anyway. Hey, I watched. Uh, no, uh, this is great. I watched your golf yesterday, and it looked like you were. Uh, I mean, you're a ten handicap, so, and uh, you guys did pretty well. So, whatever. I guess it, it is what it is. You're a ten. You know what? I no. I, I'll take that. I'll take. I appreciate that because I'm actually like okay with like that when you do stuff with like partners. But it's like I'm a I, I'm a member at this little course. It's nothing special like in Indiana, and I'm like clearly the easy money. Like people just destroy me, and like they like it's it's really embarrassing. But that's like if I play by myself. Like if I play with someone and I don't have to keep my my full score. Like we might have a shot, but. Yeah, that's yeah. Fair. No, that was kind of a lucky day. That was a kind of a lucky day. What are you guys up to? How's it up there in Regina? Uh, well, yet again, it's uh, super windy here. Uh, we've had a few. What was it last week? Hundred was a hundred and twenty k winds or something we had last week. So yeah, it's been windy. It's cold. Um, but yeah, it's just standard winter in uh, Saskatchewan here. So we're all right though. That's good to hear. It's great what you guys are doing. I um. I, I listen to some podcasts here and there, and I love the hockey ones, so I'm glad to be on. And I'm, yeah, let's rock, whatever you guys want to do. Okay, deadly man. Okay, well, let's back this up now. You know, first off, uh, obviously we had a mishap yesterday. You can get into that if you want to. Uh, but what's going on in your world? What's new and what's happening in Tim Stapleton's life? And this is not Chris Stapleton, everyone. This is Tim Stapleton. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other Staplesons out there that are way are way more successful than I am. One being the, the singer. And, and then there's actually like hockey really, like Pat Stapleton. I think his nickname was Whitey. And uh, there's no relation. Really? Like I, I'm, I don't, like I'm Asian. Yeah, <laughs> like not even, like not even, 
not even close. My dad, like, is a graphic designer. Like, there's no... So, yeah, there's a lot of better Stapletons out there. <laughs> but, no, I'm not doing... I mean, I'm just trying to figure this this uh, this new adventure out and just um, try to not fail at being a dad day at a time. And, and um, I don't know. Other, nothing too exciting. Just, just trying to be... Uh, just trying to live. That's really it. Okay, well then let's let's talk about you know and then correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Lagrange, Illinois? You know what sorts of you know what were you doing as a youngster growing up there? Well, first off, I, I don't know why I've, ne- I've never like changed it. Like I'm not from there. I don't even like that's <laughs> that's a lie. Um, <laughs> Google. So, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I'm not. I moved out there. It's a suburb west, west of Chicago. I'm actually from this uh, suburb called Forest Park, but we moved. I mean, I'm talking like when I was like 12. Like it wasn't like I moved and like when I was like one. It was so I, I don't know how that happened, but uh, you know, I just yeah, just a little west of the city, about 10 minutes, and then I don't have like I, I didn't come from a family of hockey. I, I you know I um, my dad's one of 13 from Michigan, which at the time wow. I think today Illinois Illinois is a uh, it's definitely a hockey state, like from what the Blackhawks have done in the last two, 10 years in the, in the youth hockey, which is great. But at the time, you know, in, in the United States, there's really only, it was like Massachusetts, Minnesota, Michigan. Those were like the three kind of main states for hockey. So for me, uh, my cousin, one of my dad's brothers uh, up in Michigan, like his, his, you know, he was kind of playing, um, starting to skate at a young age. And, and that's how I got into it. My dad was just, he took me to like skating when I was three and then he started building, he just saw I liked it, and then he started building, like, rinks in the winter and in the backyard, and then just kind of went from there. Huh. Yeah, awesome. nice. Um, so you got drafted to Green Bay yeah, Gantt? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, if, you, if, we, if we went through my career, like, there's no build-up, like, there's no, no I'm serious, like, like, my freshman year in high school, like, the age of, like, I was playing junior, like, I was playing junior varsity, like, high school hockey. Um, like, I wasn't even good enough to Like make the Mighty Ducks? And it's like... No, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's, it's, yeah, like, it's like, there's triple A, I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but it's just kind of, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, anyway, I'll let you guys do what you do, just don't let me ramble off like this, you can cut me off, cut me off anytime, because this is like, I'm going to treat this like a therapy session at some point, and you're going to have to cut me off, but anyways, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I know, uh, just about your uh, first couple years in junior there, um, you get drafted by Green Bay Gamblers, and had a pretty steady team in the USHL there, and you had a pretty good season. Second year, sixty points in sixty-one games. Uh, what was that experience like? You know what? It was it was great, and that's you know kind of just to go with what I was saying is, is my my first year in high school. Like I was playing high school hockey, which at the time um, was you weren't like I know like kids nowadays. It's, it's getting so younger and younger, and everyone's you know these kids are yeah. so good. I mean, fourteen-year-olds like have agents now, right? It's nuts. So, yeah. At four, yeah, yeah. So like at fourteen, I was playing junior varsity like high school hockey, which is like I don't know where that would even be on the like I don't even know if it would be on like a list of like maybe potential playing hockey, but it, it's at that time, prob- prob- probably even today. But where I'm going with this is, I played my sophomore year varsity, and then my junior year. In high school, um, we only had, I think, two AAA teams at the time, and then a third one came in, a guy named Larry Pedri, who was, uh, at the time, he was the university 
Illinois Chicago, which had a Division One college team. He was the head coach there, and then he used to be assistant at the University of Michigan. He came in and just basically started a program, which was a you know another AAA team. And I just kind of I went to a tryout, and made the team, and then uh, we just so happened to be like protected by Green Bay. I don't know if they even do that anymore, where they like protect five guys. We were kind of like the the minor league team for the Green Bay Gamblers. But that's how I ended up there, and then. You know, when I got there, it was it was uh, Marco Siki was my coach, who was, who was the assistant at University of Wisconsin, and, and there was a lot of good players I played with there. I know uh, Adam Bursch was my was a linemate of mine. Uh, there was a guy Joey Crab uh, who played a little bit in the NHL. Matt Green. We had some guys that played and um, yeah. went on and played. But no, the, the experience was great there. It was it was it was new to me. I, I didn't even know what really kind of that league was, and it was just kind of going from like. Like, my jump from AAA to juniors I thought was harder than, you know, uh, juniors to college or anything like that. It was just different. It was like, you know, like kind of older guys and just wearing heads a half by. It was just a whole day. It was like pro. It was just a different experience, but it was good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, so then obviously you played, I mean, you went from the USHL. And then, I mean, I don't know if you're smart. I'm assuming you're a pretty smart guy. You had a full ride to uh, Minnesota Duluth. Um, you know, first off, what was that experience like? And then obviously playing – you know, four years there, I mean, that team's a pretty good team, kind of a wagon. Uh, I, that's a good question. I'm ask, I ask myself if I'm smart every day, and usually it's no, but <laughs> I did accept I did accept the full ride, so that was kind of a smart move, I guess. But, um, no, it was uh, – Majored in gym? It was really – yeah, yeah, I just made – yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, who knows? We, we, that's, we'll save that for a whole different episode if, if, I, if I'm welcome back. But, anyways uh, – no, that was um, yeah. It was it was. I got lucky with that. I mean, it was the only school I visited. It was the only school that kind of they just made that offer, and I didn't like come from by any means. I I, I was raised well and, and and lived comfortably, I guess. But like, I, we didn't come from a lot of money or anything. So when I just got that offer, I was like, I'm taking it. I you know. So I just went with it, and it just kind of happened to be. You know, at the time, they weren't like the wagon. We were kind of like, you know, we were like the JV squad to like the University of Minnesota. Like, you know, guys would, yeah. guys wouldn't, you know, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, we had a lot of Canadian guys, but I think over time, the past 10 years, um, they definitely turned into a powerhouse, which is really cool because it's, it's awesome to know I went there and it's a great program. Uh, and it is a great school. It's a smaller school and, and the only sport is hockey. So we were kind of like rock stars when we won at times and then you know guys would get be getting arrested when we'd lose <laughs> like, it was like it's like any small it's like in canada like if you're winning like at times are great and if you're losing like everyone hates you but no it was um it was a great four years and i i was given a chance you know freshman year to my senior year like i played the power play which was awesome for me from day one which you know maybe if i got lucky or whatever you want to call it went to a bigger school like i that, that wouldn't have been the case so i, I got to play and Overall, it was four of my greatest years, of at least in hockey. You know, I have a lot of good friends from that time, so it was good. Dude, that's awesome. Now, I kind of want to ask, too, and, like, like I understand the whole college recruiting and whatnot more now as being a scout and stuff, but let's walk us through uh, your, your college recruitment day. What was that like? You had buckled? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was like a... I don't know if you can. I don't know what the, what it's like today, but I mean back then. I even like think about like what you guys do today. I'm like, imagine if you guys did like 
if they had podcasts back in like the seventies and stuff with no like social media, right? Like, yeah. I, I just there's a lot loose, <laughs> like, you know. Um, but no, I was just kind of. Uh, yeah, no, I can't. I don't know. I mean, college was was four years of fun. I'm, I'm my my visit was. Uh, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't like the movies. I mean, we partied. And, and just kind of took a tour of the campus, which is, you know, it's kind of a small school. But, yeah, I I, I definitely blacked out and, and woke <laughs> up. And, and, you know, like I definitely woke up and I was like a full, I had a full scholarship, I guess. So, um, but, no, I, I would say for me it wasn't anything. Uh, it was just a normal kind of college day. But it was also, I think that, that was, you know, to end it with, you know, visiting with like the staff and then them offering. Cause at the time I didn't know what they were offering or what, what was happening, but they offered it like literally at dinner, like before I got back on the plane. So it was really, um, it was awesome. It was, a, it was an awesome yeah, that's day for me and, and my family. So yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Then, uh, so after four years with, uh, in Minnesota there, right out of college, you played nine games with the, uh, Portland pirates. And uh, what was that adjustment like going from uh, college to the A? Uh, I guess it, it it wasn't a great ex- it was a great experience, but it wasn't because I don't think I I was I don't know it was it was like if I could go back like those nine games and, and that time like I don't think I really wanted to do that um, just because like I left. It was like I played my last college game, and then I left for, like, the three months, which, you know, I think I was the only one to do that um, at the time, you know, in our class or, or just on our team. So it was yeah. just, like, three months of, like, you know, guys really spending and having a good time as, as being a, just a normal college student, especially the seniors. Um, and then I was just – I mean, it was a whole different – I remember my first game in Portland, and we had, like like – like the team was crazy. Like it was like we had some guy like Kanapka, we had Trevor Gillies, Shane O'Brien. Um, we had some meat, and then you know I just didn't understand like the pro side of like it's pro hockey, right? Like I didn't know what I was getting into. So I remember my first game. I was I was taking, I was stretching. I was doing like my routine I do in like college, right? Like which is just like you know it's the same bullshit where you skate around and stretch or whatever. And there was a guy on our team. Some, I forgot, I think his name was like Nate Saunders. I don't know, I forgot his last name. But some meat, some some tough, really big tough, I mean, just men. And he was like in warm-ups, like talking. Him and this other guy on the other team were like talking shit. And like, I mean, it was like every time they crossed, you know, and I came from college. Like, you, know, you gotta remember, like my last game, like I'm wearing like a full like cage. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> tough in college. No fighting, right? So like yeah. here I am like 24 hours later, I'm like, what the fuck? You slash somebody you know, at five like, in a game. I, and I'm not... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so these guys, these guys go on and on, and then they're like, really, like, I'm like, man, this is crazy. But this is, I guess, pro hockey. So, I also didn't know about the rule. Like, I was just introduced that where you dress. You didn't do this in college, but you dress like an extra guy in warmups, which I found out later on in my career. I did a lot. <laughs> like, you just kind of dress that extra guy. Um, and and I knew we were doing that, and I knew the guy on our team. He wasn't playing. That was the best part about it. Like, he wasn't even playing. And we, we had to get off at Portland. You get off at the same door at the same end. And I just so happened to, like, get off. And, and I was kind of just, like, at the time, these two guys were getting off, like, at the same time. And I was like, oh, God, like, what's going to happen? And, and not that I didn't want to see anything, but it was just different. And then one guy on our team's like, hey, man, 
this one, you know, I'm not playing, and the other guy's like, either am I. Like, so these two guys <laughs> spent, like, the entire 20 minutes, like, threatening to kill each other, and I'm sitting there, like, having no idea. And then at the end of it, they're like, ugh. And I was like, what is this? This is pro hockey. And it was just, uh, I don't think I was ever, I had a lot of fun, and the team was awesome, and the team was really good. Um, and I learned a lot, but I don't think, like, in my, I just never got comfortable playing. Like, I was always kind of just, like, not sure, and, and you know, I, I, I was a good experience, but I didn't play well. I and then eventually, I just I kind of left, like in the playoffs, and went back to school. But yeah, it was it was a great experience, but I don't think it was I took advantage of it. That's for sure. Okay, so I have to ask, uh, Trevor Gillies, uh, a, a buddy of ours. Uh, I'm not sure if he was in the minors or the NHL this time yet, but he said like this that like, Trevor Gillies was like shadow boxing on the bench. And like just staring at him, like he said, "I'm gonna kill you." Like it's just coming tonight. Like, what is Trevor Gillies like as a guy? Yes, I I loved him, um, and and I think everyone does. I don't. I didn't mean to say it like that. I hope. No, no, that's fine. Very no, good. Uh, he, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, he was awesome. <laughs> Press release. And that's most 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 of those guys were in that role. Like at least in my experience, they were all. It was kind of amazing to kind of see like you know they were they were obviously um i don't know how you want to call it. they're very dedicated and, and you know you got to have a lot of balls to, to do that um yeah. and if, there's a lot of respect for it um and for me uh he was just a great guy and you know, i'm sure he still is I, I i saw him a little bit in russia and he was always uh they're just you know they're they're a different animal off the ice they're just like regular people but they're usually life of the locker room and just everyone you know he he came and brought it every day and and you know, the difference was it, it's real. Like, when the, when that kind of era was happening, I, I caught the end of it a little bit, but I know today it's, it's a little bit different. But when he dressed, I mean, it was just a different feel. Um, and, and you need those so guys, much, too, I mean, though, right? You, you, you need those guys, I think. It, it makes the guys, like, I mean, no offense. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not a big guy. It makes you feel a little more comfortable on the ice. I was the same way. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And he didn't even have to, like, like, he would dress and just be, like, you know, if someone kind of – you know, somewhat like went after or, or hit like a kind of a star player on the team. Um, you know, Ryan Shannon, I don't know if you know him, but he, he played, um, he was like the leading scorer. He was like my size, good, really good player, good career. And I know if anyone kind of came near him, like all Gillies really, you just hear him like, hey, <laughs> like he was just like, you would just be like, hey, you better be like, that's one strike or you say something where immediately like the guy like no one you could skate in a speedo out there like no one would touch you you know yeah and it was just like the the effect that he had 1000 percent was very it, it was it was as a teammate you had so much respect for that and, and i think it I, i'm for it um you know i'm then again i'm not i don't have the experience of like doing that i know there's some consequences and today people are you know it's a little bit more um serious today looking at concussions and stuff so i'm not yeah you know, it is, I just thought it did have a purpose um, that kept a lot of respect in the game, at least. Um, and, and and it does still today. I know it's a different game. But, no, I, 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 I loved Gillies. And, and, you know, moving forward in my career, I, I, I loved every guy that did that, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, then you go play, you know, two years in Helsinki. You know, first off, what was that like? And you had, you had a couple of good years, too. Like, you might have been, like, Nigel Dawes over there, just king of Europe. Uh, and you must have some good stories of playing over there. I wish I was Nigel Dawes. <laughs> I love Dawes. He's a good friend. No, he's a good friend of mine, and he's still playing. And I'm sitting in a parking lot on this podcast. And I'm in a parking lot because <laughs> my internet, like, is not. 
yeah, I should have had set more second assists in my career. But no, I'm like literally the fact that you just said his name. He's he, it's awesome what he's doing. But no, I uh, dude, he was a king though. Before you go on, sorry, Tim, he was a king in the Western League here. Like he and Kootenay, he played with. Uh, oh, who was in that 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 year that Kootenay like won the Mem Cup? They were so good, and then but he played in the NHL for a handful of games, maybe more than that. But then, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just he's an unreal player. I thought and a world junior champ. No, he he is. He, he's he's. I thought. I mean, he doesn't rush. He, he, it's it's a, it's incredible. Um, we could talk about that, but I was just gonna say quick that I uh, yeah. So after Portland, you know, it wasn't like a good. I didn't have any off like like the Portland thing was just like a professional tryout. Um, yeah. And then I went back to school, and then like there was no like I had nothing. Like there was a um, I, I was I was getting some East Coast league offers, which you know for me. There was not, not that I was too good to play in that league, but I was just kind of like, I don't know if that's what I want to do. Like, I didn't even know if like, I was going to play. And then, you know, to, to credit my agent at the time, who, who was my agent for like, you know, most, you know, well, most of my career, probably 10 years, who's actually the uh, the GM in, in Florida right now, Zito. Who's been, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the whole Yandel yeah. thing, but it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he just kind of had this, uh, he just had this like, thing at the time where you know he built this this agency of, of finding guys like me like that you know his a lot of his clients were you know brian rafalski and tim thomas and billy Leno and guys that like Corey murphy is a, is a guy who played some, a little bit in the nhl small pretty guy. good list guys that like he knew yeah and they're guys that could he knew could play he just, he just had to figure out you know it's just when there's a, there's, yeah. it's a business and there's a way around it but he was he's a really smart guy so he at the time, was just having a bunch of guys kind of go to Finland, and I went to Finland on a, a thirty-day tryout. Like it was like August, and he was like, "Hey, I want you to take this tryout to Finland." Like that's where Portland led led me to. It was a tryout in Finland. <laughs> so I uh, yeah. So back to the Portland, it was it was it was great. <laughs> so, um, no, but so at this time, I just uh, I was like, whatever, I'll go and. I was the only import. Um, I remember I flew out there, and it was uh, all he, all my agents said he's like, if you you know, if they just see the way you skate, like that's they're gonna keep you. And I was like, whatever. I'm you know, I might as well. It's, I've never been to Finland. Like I'll go, and and I was obviously single and just by myself, and I did it. And I they, uh, the coach there who also had a big effect on my career, and, and I owe a lot of thanks to too, is uh, Doug Shedden. He was the coach. He was a North American coach. And I, 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 I remember I was staying at a hotel. They gave me a team car that was like um, manual, like stick. And I had no idea <laughs> how to drive one of those. So I was man, I would, you know, and fin, the Finns and Scandinavians in general are really awesome people. They're really down to earth. They all know English, but they're, they're quiet too. So when I got there, like it was, it was, you know, for the first couple of weeks, I would just like practice and, and then like go like out to the bar with like, people that were like backpacking through finland you know like because yeah. the guys on the team weren't really asking me to do anything so i was like just like with other like americans or north americans and then i would be like in the parking lot of this hotel trying to figure out like how to drive this car um and and ultimately we played like four games i had one assist and, and as you guys probably know like imports over and in, in across overseas like that's one of the things like usually you get signed to score points but that doug shed and signed me <laughs> And he's just like, I like the way you skate, and, you know, and he's, uh, 
That's it. I don't know why I just did that voice, but he kind of he kind of talks like that. But he, uh, yeah, no, and and then I signed, and then I played one year, and um, yeah, it was just it just happened in two years, obviously. But my second year, I I we had one of the best lines. You know, Billy Lano was my winger, who was best player in the league probably, and he ended up going to Detroit, and then um, Tommy Santala, another big finish. Finn, Finn Centerman, who played in Atlanta a little bit um, before I got there, but but we had a good. It was a good league, and, and uh, there was a bunch of goalies like Tuka Rask and Anthony Niemi. Wow. And so at that time, they were all yeah, they were all kind of projected to go to the NHL, and and there was a lot of scouts at the game. Um, not to see someone like me, but <laughs> it, it was kind of the, it was kind of to see them. And then uh, after my second year, it was just I, I Toronto. That was. You know, Toronto just uh, a scout told my agent because like, I, I signed two more years in Finland with an NHL out. My agent's like, I think you might get an NHL contract, and that's how the whole Toronto thing happened. Yeah, I was, well, that's what I was going to ask next: is what was it like playing uh, with the Marlies in Toronto? Oh, it was awesome. That was one of my one of my. Um, it was it was a, it was there was another kind of transition where, you know, the the first even training camp, like I didn't know better. Like I thought. Like I thought, like oh, like I'm gonna sign me and and I'm gonna like play in the NHL. Like not with the attitude of like I deserve to. It's just like training camp they had. It was really weird at the time. They they broke up the two groups, and the one group was like Team A and then Team B. And Team A was like the entire Maple Leafs team. Like usually, like you, you know, other camps I've been to, like guys are mixed in who are who you know are gonna be in Toronto, um, veteran guys. But this was like. Team A was the Maple Leafs, and Team B was, like, the Marlies. And then there was one guy on Team A, and it was me. And, like, sure Sick. enough, like, all the Marlies guys, who ended up, I have a lot of great friends, but at the time, they're like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, you know, like. Right? This guy like, skates really brand. good. Like, that's, it's a couple, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go, he skates fast. Great. <laughs> big deal. So, you know, I, uh, I th- that first training camp, I uh, played one game. It was the first game, and, and and I played with Jamal Mayers and Chris Newberry, and I played like four minutes, and we played in Pittsburgh, and it was the year after they won it, and they had everyone in their lineup but, but Crosby, but still, sick. <laughs> and after that game, the next practice, like that uh, Ron Wilson just skates by me. He's like, hey, um, you just don't seem ready to play this style of hockey, so we're sending you down, and, and I just went down to the Marlies, and, and I remember they were in Newfoundland, so I had to fly to Newfie, Newfoundland, and I, I, you know, I didn't know anybody. I'm, I'm assuming at the time they're already, already kind of like this bum, like because I was kind of that whole <laughs> roster thing. And man, the, I remember the first practice. You know, I went from like really being like trying like to really be focused on you know this NHL, my first NHL camp, obviously taking it serious. To my first practice with the Marlies, these guys must have went on. They, they must have just came from George Street. <laughs> but one guy, one guy, I'm not going to say his name, came out to practice was like like clearly still probably drunk but he had his skate he left his skate guards on <laughs> and he just came out so like that was that was the transition from like the, the maple leafs like training camp to like the marlies and i was just like man you know and i like to you know I, you know I, i'm no I, I like to have fun with guys too and, and right from there I, it was awesome i was laughing and, and that was a great experience because i had a good year and i had good line mates uh bataglia base bataglia and yuri oh Salusi. yeah once you find that, yeah. Once you find that chemistry, you find that chemistry. Like anyone could say, like it, it could be really fun. And, and we kind of clicked right around, you know, just before Christmas that year. And overall, it was, uh, 
it was awesome to be in Toronto. Um, and, and, you know, obviously the, the, the Leafs are, it's crazy, the fans with the Leafs. And then we were just kind of like in the back burner, just playing hockey, but living in Toronto and not really under that microscope. And I had a lot of fun with it. Okay, well, Tim, so obviously, then you go on to play, you know, four games in the NHL for the Leafs. I mean, hey, it's, you know, four more than I had. Uh, like, first off, let's talk about how your first game was. And obviously, walk us through that day. This is a loaded question. We want to know the experience, you know, your first day. Like, what are you, what are you eating for a game? Like, are you nervous? Like, or are you just going out there buzzing around? Uh, no, I, I definitely didn't go out there buzzing around. That's for sure. <laughs> um, like, like I, I actually did play like like eighteen minutes, but it was, um, man, it was, it's kind of an experience that I, I don't even know where to start with it. But at that time, it was in February, and like the Leafs were really bad, and and um, they were like almost like mathematically out of the playoffs then, and so I, I didn't have any right to have this attitude. But for like two weeks prior to that, I was just kind of like. Maybe I'm gonna get called up here because I was leading the team in scoring the Marlies. Like, in I had goals, assists, whatever you want to call it. I mean, like I said, I had a great line. Um, but but they was just like they gotta they gotta be calling people up here. And I remember I called my agent, and he was you know not to like you know just kind of seeing what was going on, just checking it. And he was actually he came to Toronto for a, like some dinner, and and he asked me to come meet him. So, and I can't make this up. This is this is kind of <laughs> crazy so the, um we met at this place uh some steakhouse um next to next to uh whatever the air what's it called today is it still the air canada center i don't really watch scotia bank anymore but yeah whatever yeah it was same building <laughs> yeah we get it yeah and uh hag's a huge yeah, yeah, huge leaf fan so that's why he knows that yeah <laughs> oh okay okay yeah so years idol <laughs> we were kind of right now we're, we're, <laughs> we were i'm uh, sorry man there's a lot of I can, I can, I don't follow hockey too much, but I know there's a lot better players that have his idols today. But anyways, <laughs> um, I was, I was, uh, I was at this dinner with him, and I'm, I'm, and I was kind of like bitching to him a little bit. That's just like what I'm really good at is complaining, um, clearly. Uh, and I was, I was just kind of telling him, like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, am I gonna get called up? And and he's like, just take, you know. He didn't, you know, just being on, like, the agent, like, just trying to keep, you know, not that I was, like, pissed off or anything, but I'm not kidding you guys. Like, at the time, I can remember it like yesterday. The Leafs were on TV, and they're playing at home, and they're playing the Rangers. The game was, like, eventually went into a shootout. But, like, within 10 minutes of me talking to my agent, I'm watching on TV, and I was, like, at the time I was watching the, the waiter or waitress or whatever came by to ask me what I wanted to eat, and I was looking at the menu, and, you know, I ordered, and my agent was on the phone, and then it was—it all happened really fast. My agent was just like hung up the phone, and he was just like, "Hey, you idiot! Like, is your phone on?" And I'm like, "Not, no. I mean, it's on, but I don't have like my ringer on, you know." And he's like, "Well, you might want to like put it on because you're—you just got called up." And like, I think it was John Mitchell was getting like uh, kind of like 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 carted off—not carted off, but you, you could tell like he got hurt a little bit, and so he was getting like kind of skated off the ice and. And sure enough, like, I did have three missed calls, and it was the assistant GM of, of uh, Toronto, and it was Jeff Jackson. He was just like, hey, where are you at? And I'm like, I'm at this, I'm downtown at this dinner. He's like, you need to go home. You need to get, like, a suit on and get back down here because you're in the lineup tomorrow. We're going to Long Island. Like, you're getting called up. And so <laughs> that's how it happened. Like, I had to, like, oh. race. I just left this dinner. I, 
I raced to my house. I lived up in Etobicoke, which was like 20 minutes outside of Toronto. And I had to go up there. I had to get to my house. And, and um, you know, I just was calling. You know, I called my parents, obviously, and, and didn't really realize. I, I don't know. It was just kind of like a blur. So, I, I you know, I, I remember I came back down. I got back down to the rink, to the stadium, and, like, the team was just – they were, like, in a shootout. And I was, I couldn't get in. Like the security guy was like, you're not, you don't play for the Leafs. Like, no joke. Like he was just like sizing me. He was like sizing me up. He's like, dude. And I'm like, no man. Like, you're not, you know, I was just like some hero story that he thought I was like making up. And so I finally got in. And then as I kind of got to the locker room, like guys were just kind of coming off. And, 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 um, Ron Wilson was like, Hey kid, like you, you ready for tomorrow? And then I was just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess, right. Like, you called me half really an hour, Gross. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And there, and there was guys, you know, from training camp that were just awesome dudes. Um, and you always ran into them, like Stajan and Jamal Mayers was an awesome guy and, and Steen, Alexander Steen. So there was – those guys were coming off and, like, giving me knocks and, like, making me feel comfortable. And then, dude, I yeah, I jumped on the plane. Um, and I got – I remember I got to Long Island. We got there kind of late. And then the game was the – it was back-to-back games. And there was no morning skate. And no one really talked to me. Like, I kind of, uh, you know, like, as far as, like, the, the fuck's this guy? Staff, I mean, right? <laughs> well, no, the coaching day wasn't like you're, like, playing. Like, it was just kind of like, you ready? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Like, I've been ready. I've been ready for fucking, you know, 10 years. No, I'm just, I was like, I was like Rudy. But, no, I was just, uh, yeah, no. And then I remember, I remember Anton Scrawman was my roommate. And then we, we kind of slept in, like, till, you know, like, I didn't go down for breakfast and, and I went down at like noon for like the pregame meal that they have at the hotels. And, and as soon as I came out, like there was like reporters from Toronto, like asking me about like my, you know, what's it like? And that was, it was just all kind of happening, but like they still, you know, we went to the rink and it was, you walk like in long Island, you walk to the rink. It's like right next door. And um, even like that first, you get there two hours before there was still no, you know, I knew, I kind of knew how it worked, and it was just like anything can happen, but there was still no, like, communication. Like, even guys on the team were like, oh, like, are you playing? Like, what, you know, like, kind of like, what, did they tell you anything? It was like, no. <laughs> and then it was just all the way till about, like, 15 minutes before the game, they called me in, and they're like, hey, you're playing first line with oh my God. Dominic Moore and, and third, with Dominic Moore and Jason Blake, which, like, great players but i mean you know there's there's better like first yeah. lines in the world yeah. <laughs> so, yeah like um but still i mean and ron wilson i i it was awesome for me because it was it wasn't like he played me i played power play um and that game you know i i played a ton and just um uh yeah we went to a shootout and then i ended up scoring the shootout winner like it was it was really cool. I mean, and then, like, we, we went to Ottawa, like, a day later um, or after the game, and then we played a game in Ottawa. I scored, which was, just, like, one of the biggest bullshit goals I've ever had, but it, it counted. <laughs> and then uh, I think, I, like, Jason Spezza actually, like, shot it in. Like, he's on Ottawa. <laughs> like, he, like, shot the puck in. Like, no, he shot the puck in. And I was, like, and I knew that happened, and I, I touched it last. And I was, like, oh, man, like, how do I, like, I can't celebrate this kind of thing. <laughs> but, just go to Spezza. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate first, it. No, it was my, yeah, it was my first goal, and then um, we came back to Toronto, and I got, like, a 24-hour experience of, because uh, we had a day off of, like, being a Leaf, which was, like, so awesome, because it was just a whole night and day difference, and, and fans are passionate and crazy, and it was it was 
we all went out as a team and had had fun and it was cool. And then we played New Jersey at home and we won in overtime, I think, or we might have lost, and then I got sent down and that was that was it. <laughs> so it was like you know, and that's fine and, and it was really cool. But it was um it was a trade deadline thing where they said they wanted to uh, just kind of get me down before the trade deadline, and then yeah. call me back up, and, and that never that never happened. They ended up signing like Jeff Hamilton, they, who was like, pro, like identical, like little right-handed shot, you know. <laughs> and, and and they signed and they signed him for like the last twenty games, and he was he said, don't get me wrong, he's he's a great player, and he had some experience, so it wasn't it wasn't like that. But I just knew that was. And then last game of the year, uh, uh, Ron Wilson came to the game. And he was like, hey, we kind of feel bad. You want to get called up? Or you want to play the last game with the Leafs? And I played. It was at home uh, against Ottawa. And then uh, it was kind of cool that Wilson did that, I guess. But then, like, it was like a month later they traded me. So I was like, that, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, like. <laughs> a positive know, with a negative. Like, yeah. I was like, I actually, I took, I, I learned a lot as my career went on. But, at, you know, at those times, it was like, all oh, that conversation, like, I right into it. Like, oh, they really care about me kind of type thing. You know, yeah. and then it's like they trade you. And then. And at the end of the day, it's it's a business, and there's a lot of things you yeah. can't control. But no, it was uh, it, Toronto was a really, really awesome experience, and it's a great city. Um, it's very similar to where I'm from, Chicago, just kind of being off the lake. And yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to be a, a Leaf for a little bit. Dude, that's unreal, and that's a crazy story because we I mean we played for a coach in junior here that <laughs> literally like there'd be like. You know, you get to the rink, you do your warm up, ready to go. You don't have the roster, and then the guy's half dressed, walks in. Yeah, you're out tonight. Yeah, it's like what? Literally. Like, so the Leafs and their junior team had that um, similar uh, <laughs> similar plan in, in, in place for you guys. So that's unfortunate, but you got in, and our buddy didn't get in that night. <laughs> oh man, I yeah no, I mean it's stress we, probably. If, we, if this was like a if this was like a three hour episode, I could tell you many times <laughs> when I. When I had to do the whole like undress and you know really? it's the worst because then like every well you're, you're wait because I think I correct me if I'm wrong you're saying that like he wouldn't tell you who's playing yeah yeah so we 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 a few uh, so, a buddy of ours that would like like multiple times actually did fully half dressed yeah. almost recorded dress and he'd walk in and be like yeah you're out tonight and his family would drive like four hours to watch the game yeah <laughs> and then we did shit pumped he's oh, like oh yeah I would help. no it's, <laughs> no it's uh, we had that too I mean that's 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 the extra guy sometimes you you know and sometimes they they kind of make the decision after warm-ups yeah and then like, it's like you 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 know and then you all of a sudden they're like hey stakes you're not going and it's like you gotta get undressed and get out of there and then ever you know like when i played with buff at buff at and he was always just like great job stapes like he was just like always a joke <laughs> and then i would turn the corner you know, and I would laugh, but then turn the corner and be like, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of it. You know? <laughs> but no, it was, no, it, it was all part of it. It was, I was never, uh, you know, I understood it and just tried to go with it. But yeah, no, that was um, part of the deal. Okay, so I want to quickly ask you, I don't know how much you want to talk about it. I'm not sure if you had a good experience there or not, but uh, Chicago, how was that? The Wolves? Yeah, bro. That was... Uh, Really awesome. Okay, that was that was cool. Because I get, to, yeah, yeah. That's it. Next question. <laughs> um, no, I uh, yeah. Sorry, I, I I don't even know why I said the wolves. Like like you. Well, the reason why I asked it because I, I thought I heard on chicklets. I thought that it, like it wasn't a good experience, but I could be totally wrong. I could have been you know blocked out listening to that one. So, uh, go on. No, no. It, it, here's the thing: is you guys got to understand. Like 
where you guys are at and where you're from, like it's passionate. Like I, I like, like Illinois in general. Like you still you go to a Hawks game, it's big. Yeah. But you're at a game and you're like, there's a fan yelling like like Duncan Keith could have the puck behind his own net for like a controlled breakout and the fans like shoot. You know, like <laughs> it's like it's like people that are Hawks fans but they're not hockey fans. And that's you know, there's a big difference on. Like, I could say I played for Chicago anywhere out here, and everyone's like, what did you play for the Blackhawks? And they don't even know, like, the Wolves exist, <laughs> right? So I, I apologize. So when you said that, um, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe I'm exaggerating, but no, it's it's just not, it's different. Like, there's, there's you know, people like hockey here, but you're, you know, if you're at a bar, like, the Hawks game's on, but when it's off, like, when it's over, like, they're not putting on another hockey game, right? Yeah. Like they're, they're just like, they're Hawks fans, um, which is fine. But for me, uh yeah, like when I was in Winnipeg, I just remember like I'd get like go to like the dry cleaners, and the guy would be like telling me like what we got to do on like the Jets power play, and I would just be like, man, I I gotta tell this that like you're exactly right. <laughs> like, I was like, were you in the video meeting this morning? Because you said exactly what our coach just said. Um, but but no, so there was more knowledge obviously where you guys are at, and it, it was pretty cool. But no, the Wolves was um, it was it was a great time for me because I was home. I lived in the city. And um, it was it was really cool to, to play in front of uh, a lot of friends and family, and just um, we were good. We had a really good team and a lot of good good friends of mine. I mean, I just yeah, I, the minors was a lot of good friends of mine in, in hockey in general were like through the minors. I have really good friends in in, in the NHL level, but the minors is a, it's different. Like you kind of bond. Yeah, you kind of all know why you're there and what you're all trying to do. And like when you get to the NHL, aside from like you know obviously like the really good players and guys like me who are always on the bubble like it's it's yeah. hard you're a little selfish because it's like you gotta try to maintain that job but uh yeah no chicago was was great there was some awesome veteran guys like jason Krog and some really good players uh that i got to have you know the experience being a teammate with and it was just it was great to be home that was fun Okay, so we we got to talk about your time in Atlanta. i mean you gotta be one of the last players to wear, wear that jersey you and kovachuk what, what was that like yeah, me and Kobe, man. You know, I, I the fact that I don't even know where I'm where to go with that. The fact that you just put us in the same sentence. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, Atlanta. Okay, sorry, like, Toby really? Enstrom. Uh, yeah, you could Toby. I love Toby. He's good um, too, though. I uh, yeah, no, Atlanta was was awesome too. I mean, I'm like I I, I I'm gonna say the I say the same words. Like I have no vocab. But like I'm like everything's awesome. Like, is there a different word I can use? It was it was. <laughs> It was a great experience. Um, what I actually liked about it, like all the guys loved it, is like it, it was just no one cared about it, you know. And, and I know from a business standpoint, the game of hockey kind of sucked. But like as players, like it was, it was a, it was the weather was great. It was a great city, um, and we played and we, we were playing like you know in the NHL, and it was just like, but um, we, it was just kind of nice because no one cared about you, and you, you, you know. Um, you just you played. Could go to yeah. a, you know a game. You just played, and then like there was really nice facilities, and and the guys were great. But the, you know, you would play like in the middle of the game. You can hear like a guy sneeze up in like section <laughs> three hundred. Like there was, there were, and I know, I know today, obviously with the times, there's no fans, but there were times there was like no, it was crazy. Um, wow. But yeah, we 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 all loved it. I know everyone loved it. 
um, as far as on the team. And then you, you, you fast forward, and we didn't really know what if we were going to be sold. And then we get sold to Winnipeg, which was like night and day difference. Like, I, it was, you know, the in Winnipeg, I don't care who, if you were a Jet, like, you were just, like, you couldn't even, like, go in the grocery store, right? So it was, it was a different uh, – it was just a big difference coming to Winnipeg, but it was, um, and then you, obviously the hockey was, everyone's nuts about it. And the, the, some of the most passionate fans in the, in the world, I think, I mean, at least for me, uh, but yeah, overall Atlanta was, uh, it was great because there wasn't as much like outside pressure and, and I got to play a little bit and I had a, I had a fun time there. Okay. So then obviously you just brought us to our next point here and we do want we want to get some KHL talk and some golf talk. So, uh, we're gonna try and rip through these here, but you you obviously played in Winnipeg, and played with some good players, as in you know Wheeler, Buff, Lad, Sassy Boy, Tanner Glass, and and of course uh, Evander Kane. Dot dot dot. Um, you know, like what was that like? Obviously, you just kind of touched on it. Winnipeg was a great city. I've been to a game there, at the MTS Center. It's bananas. Um, just walk us through, you know, quickly what it was like playing with those guys and and, and that experience with the Jets. Um, that was probably the best, the best part about, you know, cause there was a lot of guys from the Atlanta team too. So it was like kind of like a two, you know, two and a half year, um, little kind of time with a lot of those guys, at least the core players. Um, but the biggest, the best part about it was the locker room. Like I, I know it's, it might come off cliche in the hockey world, but it was just a really good group of guys. Um, yeah, we just chip pox and funny. Yeah. We, it, yeah, good team morale. What'd you say? Yeah, the boys just chip pucks in deep, you know, yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, and, and I'll be honest. No, it was awesome. It was, it was, um, it was, uh, you know, we were lucky because it was the first year back, and and we we had a good team, and we we did all right. We almost made playoffs, but where I was going with that is like we were kind of like the lovable losers. Like no one cared at that time because it was yeah. like, welcome back. So it was it was no. Uh, issues as far as because i know it's hard at times um you know i still talk to wheeler and buff and i know buff's done but that that could wear on you a little bit just knowing you can't really go anywhere and then at times if, if things aren't going well um it's hard to go places because you're just going to kind of have to deal with you know passionate fans who who as a fan have a right to to like be mad i don't know if they have a right to be just like call you out and like there's a you know the cereal aisle at the grocery store and be like you know call you a bum but it's just <laughs> but it's just like that's how passionate some of the fans can be right like um but regardless uh i had a great time with those guys and they were you know when i first when we moved to a, uh, winnipeg like i was put on waivers I, I, don't, I don't think i ever really talked about this but uh and and I actually um, was told after camp that I was going to go to St. John's. And I remember, you know, I was on a one-way that year. Um, it was my first time I, I had a one-way in my possession. Like, I was always on a two-way, and it was just the back end of a two-year deal that was a one-way. And it, I, you know, Atlanta, Rick Dudley and, and, and the coaching staff, they all kind of believed in me at the time we got sold, and then they all got fired. So it was kind of like starting over, and then um, – yeah. Kevin Day off and, and, and that whole staff just kind of, you know, they were doing what you do when you're, you know, you bring a new team. And so I was told I was going to St. John's and I was, you know, I'll admit, like I was emotional, like, like when I kind of left the arena, cause I, it just sucked. I didn't want to go. I don't know. I just thought it was going to be like the first time I was going to play. Um, and, you know, I packed, I was living with Wheeler at the time and I packed my, you know, and guys, um, you know, it was kind of like as teammates too, like guys were just kind of bummed out, but, um, 
I, I had all my sh- my shit packed, my bag and everything. And I remember Claude Noel, the coach, called me like on my phone for like an exit, you know, kind of like the exit meeting. Or yeah. And I didn't answer because I just didn't want to like listen. On the thing, on the voicemail, he's like, you're a great player, but you don't fit like the top six. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know, like that's what I was thinking in my head. Like, I'm, of course I don't. Like, you know, but like I could I could do other things and just, you know, whatever. I, I thought what I wanted to think, but he just kind of said like good luck. And it was just a voicemail. So I cleared waivers, and, like, no one told me anything. It was the first day of practice with Winnipeg, and, and I had the text shovel day off. And this isn't, like, I'm not saying this by any means of, like, it was unprofessional, but I was just like, hey, like, time for my flight. Like, what's going on? There was nothing. He was just kind of like, hey, just come to practice. <laughs> so I, like, came to the first day of practice, like, walking in with my bag, and Claude Noel, like, walks by me. He's like, hey, you're still here. And he gives me, like, knocks. You know, like, my first. And... And to be honest, I, I, I just, the first five days, I was just kind of like a fill-in practice guy. Like, obviously, I was part of the team, but it was just, uh, you know, they had a lineup up on the board to a point where, like, my number was, like, at the bottom of, like, not even, like, under the lineup. It was, like, halfway down the board. It was just, like, this random number, clearly mine. <laughs> and I don't think anyone knew what was going on. It's half a race. Um, and, and then, yeah, and then I just kind of just, we, we, we had that first game at home, which was, like, a big buildup. And we got smoked, and 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 I didn't, obviously didn't play. And then we went to Fiend, and we went on a road trip, and and I ended up playing. Um, and and then it was kind of like the first two months was you're going to be up for this month, um, you know. But like we don't, you know, just kind of not knowing. And then a couple people got hurt, and then uh, I played a little bit more, and then I got thrown on the power play, and I think that's kind of when that kind of took off. Um, and for me, at least being like more part of this team and, and knowing that I was probably going to at least stay for the year. Cause that was, that was my thing. I think if I were yeah. to kind of give myself any credit was just like, you know, and, and at that level, everyone's so good. It, it was almost like the easiest level to be on the power play. Cause everyone's always just like in the right position talking. Like there's so many positive, it, they make it so easy. Um, and I was just feeding the big man buff like one timers, like who can't <laughs> do that. Right. So, um, and that, that built into, there was times like halfway through the year where like, you know, a guy would be healthy and come back in the lineup and, and then guys, you know, and I would be the odd man out. But like eventually like Ladd and Wheeler, who I, I have so much respect for, like they, they kind of eventually went in and they're like, why you can't take this guy, you know, and, and just, yeah. kind of, like, they didn't like lay their jerseys down like Rudy and say like, <laughs> they can play for me coach, but they, they, they just kind of went to bat for me. <laughs> yeah. So Rudy, you know, they kind of went to bat for me. Yeah. And, um, they, uh, yeah, no, and then eventually I was just playing a lot, and, and there was times I played, like, first line a little bit when guys got hurt, and it was a really, really great time, and the lockout happened, and I went to Russia. Okay, before Dan and jumps in. Uh, we could stop Russia. We could stop before there. I don't need to. No, this oh, is perfect. we got to go into that. Before Dan gets into that question, I have to ask you, and you can say pass or yes or no. Evander Kane, good guy, bad guy. No comment. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I had I. We can move on. Gainer, man, like I, I don't. What? We can move. Hey, we, no, we, I, we hey, we, we built a good relationship last two and a half weeks. I don't want to ruin it right now. We, we, <laughs> can, we, we can move on right now from this one, right to the KHL. No, I, I'm not going to say anything. All I'm going to say is like my experience with with Evander was was he was really young. Um, okay, valid. And, and you know, obviously, yeah. There so, it is. You know, um, 
I wish him the best. Yeah. 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 No, it's a good answer. Okay, let's yeah. get in the KHL talk then. What was that like going we could, over? We could start a. Te- we hey, we could start like. But if you guys want to ask me like in a text thread, I'm like the biggest two faced person out here. I'll tell you how I really. No. There you go. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I don't have anything. Press line. You know, Tim Stapleton. Going... Prick. Yeah. No, we could pass on that. He's going through some things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever. Yeah. Just it. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. No go problem. Okay. Yeah, you brought it up already there. Let's talk about uh, the KHL. What was that like? That adjustment going to going to Russia. Tim hates my guts now. I mean, <laughs> you know what? It's like that that spit and chicklets episode I did. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's kind of like I, I laugh about it. I've never listened to it, but I, I kind of laugh about it because it's like I don't know. No one, no one. Like I have to like convince people like I played hockey if I if it ever comes up. Like <laughs> like my like if you if you look at me like I'm not your like you know typical profile. Um. I guess you want to call it of, of, a, of a professional athlete. So it's just, uh, but more people I would say like are kind of aware I played cause of spit and chicklets. And the funny thing is, it's like those guys who are awesome guys. And I, 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 I give them, you know, it, they made it easy. And I was just feeding off of them. And it's like, that was just, I was just telling my experience. Like all it, this wasn't like a breakthrough moment for like my potential stand up career that I'm trying to pursue. Like, this was just, like, you know, because people are, like, they will listen to it. They're, like, it was so funny. And I'm, like, I don't – I wasn't really trying to be. I was just telling my experiences and, and having a fun time. And and, then, and ultimately, like, what I wanted to say real quick is that the funny thing about that is, you know, at the time, I'm a fan uh, of the show. Um, I'm a, I wouldn't say I listen to it, like, every episode. I, I kind of pick mm-hmm. and choose who goes on there. But at the time – you know, and you guys probably have listened to them since day one or at least yeah. they yeah. getting more and more popular. But they kind of went through where – I don't know if you remember, but some of their episodes way back in the day, like, you know, maybe Biz or Wit would just, would just do the interview by themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and so, at, you know, and I knew Wit a little bit. So when Wit reached out for me to kind of come on, you know, they were also at the time before the pandemic of like traveling and like just gathering up like 10 episodes at once. I'm sure, I don't know. I don't know if you guys do that too. With Similar, yeah. Not as many, but yeah. Then, yeah, so where I'm going with this is when I, when Witt asked me, I knew, you know, I was listening to the show at times where, like, guys, you know, Crosby and, like, some pretty big rig names were going on. And then, like, when Witt asked me, I'm like, this is clearly going to be, like, maybe an episode where it's just me and Witt. And then, like, if they need an episode, like, maybe months from now, they'll, they'll, they'll plug it in. And I, I met them at the, uh, the hotel in Chicago because they were doing their travel thing. Their, their, you know, Philly was in town. There was a game. And I was in the lobby, and I, I tried to get up there upstairs, and you needed, like, a key at this hotel. And, and Witt texted me, and he's like, hey, we're just finishing with Brent Sopel. Like, just, you know, kill a half hour. And I'm like, all right. And uh, like I said, I thought, you know, I wasn't really expecting anything. And then I see Kevin Hayes. And Kevin Hayes, uh, I just knew from, you know, World Championships. And he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I got this spit and chicklets thing. And so, he, you know, he goes on there, like, once a month, apparently. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he, he brings, so he brings me upstairs. And he he knocks on the door because Philly was staying at the hotel, and he knocks on the door, and it's like when we walk in, it was just like mayhem. There's like all these cameras. There's like ten, you know, they're just having a good time, and they they were so excited. It's like the room blew up to see Kevin Hayes, obviously. And Ra looks at me after like you know thirty seconds. He goes, "Hey Hazy, who's your buddy?" 
And I'm like, it's Buddy. I'm like, I'm the fucking guy who's doing the interview. So my point is, is like, these guys didn't even know who I was. And then I do this episode, and everyone's like, oh, this fucking shit. I'm like, guys, he's like, everyone's looking at this totally wrong. Like, and so it's kind of funny that that's how it worked out. But, yeah, um, back to the question you asked me about five minutes ago. This I was like, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't listen, sure if you were hanging up with us, Tim. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, what the is fuck is going on here? <laughs> this is why I don't do interviews. Or not do do a. I don't do interviews. Like, I barely get asked. But this is why I didn't want to do it at my house because I will go off for like two minutes like this, where I might be cut off, like, because of bad internet and then not know it, and you guys might be like, "Hey, man, we lost like connection." And I would just be like, I have no idea what I just fucking said. And I just didn't want to deal. I just didn't want that's why I'm in a parking lot at a grocery store. But anyways, back to the question. I legit before you uh, before you yeah. go on, Tim, I looked at Hagel and I'm like, he's done. He's leaving. He thought we were trying to be chicklets. I was like, holy shit, this guy hates my guts. Talked about Kane, KHL now. Alright, back to the Hagel's no, question. No, is, <laughs> no, you guys have been great. You guys you guys have been great actually. I this you know, um no but the Russia thing was kind of, um, it was, there was, I don't know, at the time they, I was going there, like the lockout happened and, and I was actually asked to, to resign in Winnipeg. Um, and, and we all knew there was going to be a lockout. It wasn't like, you know, Hey, I, I was like first on their list to be like resigned. It was just kind of like, as time went over the summer, we got a call and they're like, you know, Claude Noel really liked them. Um, I think it was at the time too. I just kind of was like a utility player. Like I could fill roles and I didn't have to fight. Like I wasn't like that kind of style, but I could play fourth line. Right. Like yeah. kind of, kind of transitioning into like fourth liners can play now. Um, so I just kind of offered a lot for very little, little money. Um, I was a minimum salary guy. So I just got offered more, more money at the time. And, and I, my agreement was like, I'll go to Russia. And it's when the lockout ends, which we, we didn't really know. If it's still available, like I'll sign in Winnipeg. Um, yeah. So I, when I got out to Russia, it was just if I could do it all over again. I I think someone came on I don't know one of the podcasts. Someone that plays out there was just like you have to really understand that like you're coming into a different a whole different place of of just different Russian people are just different. Like you know, not in a bad way. There's there's just, it's a different culture, and I think. I had a really good time, but I, I like to, like, see things, like, clearly how I talk right now. Like, this is how, how, how my mind works. Like, I just, like, view things from my mind. I don't express it all the time, but it, I was blown away at just, like, man. It was just, after, it was, like, the month-long training camps were, like, crazy. You know, not not in the sense of, like, you're physically draining, but it was just, like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like why what, what what this does like I was more out of shape after the training camp because it wasn't hard it was just like mentally we would be like on the we'd be on the ice at like eight a.m. and it was like seven hour days of uh you know just just continuous like you'd skate and you go do like a workout and the workouts weren't you know it's these the Russians like to do it like how they want to do it and unfortunately yeah. a lot of their a lot of their style sometimes is like. 40 years ago, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> um, so we would be like doing things that just, you know, running and all these crazy things. I mean, not that running's crazy, but just like, I don't know. It, it, it's hard. It, it, it's a hard thing to get through is that training camp because it's just a month long of um, just uh, shit. 
um, and, and some of it's good and some of it's just it's just long. But you would eventually like get like an hour and a half where like I would take a nap like with my gym shoes on, right? Like I would. <laughs> that's all the time I had was like I would come home and just be like sleeping with all my clothes on, and set an alarm, and then I would be back at the rink, and then you would just be practicing another two hours, and so. All of that was just, you know, a first-time experience was tough. Um, but overall, it was uh, it's an unbelievable league. And I think when I went on the, the chicklets thing, I, I, I did get a call from my agent right away, my Russian agent. He was like, people are, like, pissed at you. And I'm like, why? And it's like, I wasn't I, – I'm just telling you my dumb experiences because I, I clearly <laughs> yeah. came over with the mindset of, like, things aren't going to be that much different. Um and ultimately, though, it's, it is different, man. A lot of it's language barrier, like just mm-hmm. there's yeah. not much English. You know, like even like the doctors there, like the like every like they were all great people. But like if I was trying to like express something of like what I needed, uh, like the doctor, like the first thing he always said would just be like, you would look at me like injection. Like I'm like, no, yes. I don't need a fucking <laughs> injection. I need I need like Pepto-Bismol. Like I have diarrhea. Like that's what I'm dealing with right now, doc. Like I don't. I don't need, like, so it was, you know, it was frustrating like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm really kind of complaining about that, that's, then I'm an idiot, but it's, I like to have fun with the experiences and and tell you, Absolutely. I think there's a lot of funny things, but it's funny because we're different. We we live here and they live there, but ultimately I was an American in Russia and just had to kind of adapt, but overall, yeah, I can, I can go on for days about Russia for sure. Okay, so I, well, I do want to get into, obviously, you played for Iron Mike, Mike Keenan. Um, you know, what, what was that guy like? I, I know he was, a, he was a tough, tough, crazy coach, uh, good coach. Uh, what was your experience like with uh, Iron Mike? Um, it, it's, it's, uh, he was definitely, like, the old, I don't know. I, I don't even, yeah, I still think about Iron Mike. <laughs> like, you say his name, and I'm like, stop. <laughs> no, he, he's, I, I. You no, know, he, uh, here's the thing with him is, is he was, yeah, he was just, he was, I don't know, he, he was like a psychologist kind of, of, like, it's like he didn't, he was like that old school, like, I don't even know if he was a good coach, but he, like, was able to get you to play. Like, all the stories that, you know, guys have said in the past, like, Ronick, like, you played, it was just, like, he would do anything um, to make you not feel comfortable, and that's, that was the shitty thing is if I could play for him again, I would have just came with the mindset of like all of this is like, he's not a bad guy. Like he's not, I, I, at least he let me go home to see the birth of my son, um, which I did miss. I was in, I, by the time I got home, he was already born, but like, I just don't know if a Russian coach would have done that at the time, like right before yeah. the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, he was, uh, for him to do that, like that's why behind closed doors, it was like, this guy's a, actually a good dude but man at the rink like oh plays that like, role he would just like yeah. 180 yeah but he played it really well man <laughs> I'll tell you, at least for me like he would i mean the first day I, I remember my first game with them he had me i was on a like he always posted the lineup at the morning skate and then he would like repost the lineup up before the game and i'm not kidding you like i was on a line on the morning skate and then by the time I got back for the game, I was on a different line. And then by the time before I went out for warm-ups, he just yelled it. He's like, Stapleton, you're going on the right side with, like, two other – like, I was on a three different lines before I even, like, 
took warm-ups. And then by the time, by the time, like, it was my first shift, it was, like, a different line. Like, it was, like, a line that, like, I he said the centerman, like, like who I thought was on a, you know, and then he just threw me on right wing. So, like, by the time I played, I already went through, like, psychologically every guy on the team as a, <laughs> as a line mate. Like, it was, yeah. it was, re- and it was, like, why the fuck, like, why? But it, it was just odd, man. It was really odd. And then, you know, he was just the best way to explain it, like, why he was so, like, he could come in and just, like, attack. He would attack you for something that had nothing to do with, like, hockey. Yeah. He would just be like, dude, that is yelling. And then he would just be like, it's Stapleton, you're fat. You're fat. <laughs> you know? And all, like, not that, that I, I'm making that up, but it's just like, I, I, yeah. I can't really think of, you know, I, I could say things, I guess, but then it's just like, all of a sudden, I'm out there skating as fast as I can. And the only reason why is because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm not fat. <laughs> you know? Like, at least, like, that's how it, but, but at the end of the day, like, I was fucking flying and working hard. And like, you just, you didn't know what he was going to say to you, and it was kind of just like, yeah, I mean, I would say I hated him at times. And, oh, yeah. But ultimately, you know, there's a reason he is successful, too. I mean, I, I couldn't question, you know. I mean, he, he obviously has some success as being a coach. I don't mm-hmm. know if he could do it today, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's some great – there's some guys I played with that told some amazing stories about him that um, I'm sure – Hopefully, sometime down the road, you have on that. Just there's some, yeah. He's Iron Mike's Iron Mike. I'm glad I got to play for him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's he's a psycho. <laughs> just insane. <laughs> well, what's uh one memorable story um, that you can give our listeners about playing in Europe? Could be a funny story, whatever it is. Where do I begin? Man, I don't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you know, because I did play. I was I was lucky enough to play. You know, the, the funny thing is, is Russia's Russia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could go on about, like, it, all the leagues were different. Like, yeah. Switzerland. It, it, and then they all differ. Like, the reason Russia's, Russia's like, my, well, Russia's, like, the best league. I, I don't know. They always try to compare, like, Russia and the NHL. Don't get me wrong. The NHL's the best league, and, and I understand, you know, it's the best players in the world. But Russia's, like, the best league it's just different. Like, I, I, you could take the worst team in the NHL, and if they played the best team in Russia, like, in a seven-game series, like, in Russia, like, I, I don't know who would win. Um, but, clear, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's, it's 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 a different – it's like one-on-one hockey. Those guys are so skilled. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of move to – every league kind of was a little bit less and less because of, A, salary. Like, people just got paid less. So, like, obviously, like, some of the best players that came over to Europe wanted to make the most money they could. And then – B is, like, the depth of players. Like, the Russian fourth-line players were, like, way better than the Swiss fourth-line players. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, in Switzerland, like, Switzerland was just, like, like it was, like, the fastest, like, transitional hockey. Like, there was no – you were, like, on rollerblades. It was, like, there was no <laughs> stopping and starting. Like, it was yeah. – if there was, like, a two or three-on-two odd-man rush, like, as they're about to shoot, like, the guys back-checking are already, like – Everyone's like curling, hoping that the guy misses the net and the puck goes around the board. <laughs> so like, because if because if that would happen, it would just be like a million miles an hour. Um, and guys were skilled, and and there was a lot of pressure. But I, I just yeah, and then you know you it was just different. Um, and then Germany was a little bit older and more North American style, and Finland obviously was Finland. But I'm trying to think of a story. I, I there was a, there was a lot of odd things. 
I mean, I, one, one story I remember, in, I was playing in Minsk in Russia. I'll tell a Russian story. Okay. And I know in past podcasts, um, at least on other, you know, with chicklets and stuff, guys have talked about, like, these bonuses in Russia. Like, I, I don't think they ever really kind of in-depth talked about that. So what, what they have <laughs> in Russia is they have, in like, team bonuses, they're called, where if you win a game, like, you get three points. That's the system there. It's, like, three. Um, and if you get a win in regulation, it's three instead of two. Like, you would get – each player would get, like, whatever, like a $1,000 a point as a team um, every point, every individual game. So you add – I mean, you win three games, that's that's $9,000 that you're getting out – like, nothing to do with your salary. So wow. it kind of put that – yeah, it was kind of cool because it's like there would be times where, you know, it would be like two-to-one game and you're just like – I'm like, I'm going to block this shot because I might get three grand, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take know, the three grand. Right, like that's the – that's the kind of guy I was, clearly. I wasn't, uh, <laughs> you know, you couldn't count on me. So, I, um, those bonuses also, like the skate sharpener guy, like the trainers got the bonuses too. Oh, so, cool. where I'm going with this is like, when yeah, kind of, because <laughs> where I'm going with this is like, if you, if you like, like if I would miss a, uh, like say I missed a goal in Russia and then like we lost the game. Like, I would be getting shit from the guy that sharpens the skates because I just cost him, like, three grand. So, so I, we were in, uh, in that, no, and they, these are guys that are trying to make money and, like, you know, and they're, like, pissed. They're, like, not talking to you. And I'm, like, Jesus Christ. But uh, we were playing Moscow. During the lockout, they had, like, Ovechkin and, and, and Backstrom. And, and I remember that the game went to uh, – we were losing 2-1, to one, and it was a big deal for us because Minsk wasn't, like, a – considered like a high-end like playoff team so it was you know you play these teams at the time you were playing each team once uh once once away once home so you play each team twice that was the format i know it's different now so if you can imagine like when a higher budget team like these, these moscow teams came into town like that was your stanley cup right like i was on a team that minsk wasn't supposed to win like you never had a chance to win um just because like some of these bigger budget teams would have like the best players and you would just get kind of smoked so a lot of games, like, here and there were just, like, game sevens for, like, you know, those lower-budget teams. But there was a, there was a penalty shot that, had to hap- that happened with, like, five seconds left um, to put the game into overtime. And I took it in Minsk, which, you know, we would get, like, 15,000 fans. So it was, it was pretty crazy. And I ended up scoring. And there's a picture, if you Google it, uh, you, you can't really – got to really kind of – in depth Google, like I'm not very yeah. easy to find, but there's, there's a after all the Chris Stapleton, yeah. Well, here's the thing: is I'm skating behind, I'm skating by the Dynamo Moscow's bench because I had to go by their bench first, and I got my arm in the air. The crowd's going crazy. I'm just sending this thing to overtime, and there's a guy, like this Russian dude, that's like hanging over their bench, who's on, clearly on the bench, like nothing, not playing. He's in like street clothes, and he's just over arm over like giving me the middle finger and it, dude, this picture this picture was like in the paper and this guy got suspended for like five games he, he was like the skate sharpener guy for the, for the Moscow team he was so fucking mad because I just costed it I cost him easily like we ended up losing so they might have made a couple grand but that, I definitely cost him money by scoring that goal and and so I was like, you know, for me, it was an amazing story because I was like, this is the shit that goes on here and all the bullshit that I, I talk about is like, this, it's actually real. It's kind of hilarious. 
Yeah. Fast forward like five, five, fast forward five months later, I'm playing for USA at the World Championships. So we're staying at the same hotel as you know as a couple other countries, and I'm walking the pregame meal. And dude, this guy, this is in Finland, so obviously I'm still in a different country, but this guy, like, well, this guy's standing in front of me, like, I'm trying to get by him, and he's, like, kind of, like, he's, like, blocking me, and and he's just, like, you know, he's a Russian-looking dude, kind of weird-looking, I guess, but I'm, like, trying to kind of, like, I, I, I actually, I'm not a confrontational person, so I'm, like, trying to, like, my eyes are kind of down on the floor, but I'm trying to, like, get around him, <laughs> and finally, I'm, like, I finally, I, like, make eye contact with him, and he goes, Tim, fuck you. And I'm like, what? Like, honestly, this is no joke. And I'm like, and I, so I'm like, I'm like, what? Like, whatever, dude. Like, I just want to go bury some pasta and take a nap. So I'm trying to, like, avoid this. And he won't let me. He's like, once again, he stops me. He's like, Tim, fuck you. And I'm like, dude. So, and finally, I'm like, you know, I'm like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and then he said it one more time. And he, like, was, like, pointing the middle finger at me and, and I realized what he was saying like he couldn't speak English and he was basically saying like Tim I'm the fuck you man like I'm the guy that took you <laughs> off and he was he actually was trying to apologize and we actually hugged it out and I thought that was just like that excellent I was like the part of the story where I'm like at the end of the day like Russian people are just they're awesome people like they're they really are it's just like a language barrier but it, it was just kind of so funny that like it, it evolved all the way to like that point where here's this guy trying to say sorry. And he felt really bad. I saw it in his face, but I didn't really care. I, I'm like, I'm like mounting this picture and it's going on my fireplace, like above the fireplace. Cause it's, if you find it, it's, it's fucking hilarious. hilarious. It's hilarious. But it's, uh, those were the things that kind of, kind of happened at times that it's just like, man, how do I even, I couldn't tell this story back home because no one's going to believe me. So I was just like, glad there's a picture of it. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Tim. If, you, if you saw that, if you saw that, I'm like going up. Imagine seeing that like in a NHL game. Imagine if like you know, Crosby <laughs> skated by and the team's bench, and there's just some random guy on the bench like looking him off, and there's like it would just be, it would make news, and that's the shit that it was it was hysterical. So yeah, yeah. I mean I can go on for days. I'm kind of rambling here. No, no, you're good. Okay, we have one more one more side note here, and then we're gonna go into our questions from the gallery, and they're kind of uh, you know rapid fire, but you know. You being a smaller hockey player playing in the NHL, you know, been there, done that, been everywhere. What is some advice that you could give a young listener today, whether it's you know playing the National Hockey League, uh, a business, um, whatever it is? What um, what is some advice for a young listener today? Listen to him. Um, I don't know. Wow, I've never been asked that. Usually, I don't get asked for advice. But uh, <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, I, I I'm just kidding. I, I, I actually helped my buddy coaches a 14 year old triple A team. And I, I went and during the COVID thing, he had people come in like once a week and just, cause they weren't practicing like Illinois was shut down. So I, I went and spoke to his team and my message to them was just, you know, not that I'm speaking of just 14 year olds, but like it's, it's, I don't know. And when you're playing this at a young age, um, really, really just understand, just make sure you're having fun, I guess. Right. And like, and, and know that like, the teammates you have at your at a young age, kind of, um, especially before you, if you do turn pro, um, like those are the guys you're going to talk to for the rest of your lives. Like, because once you turn pro, like it's a it's a business, uh, and ultimately you don't know. My story is is I'm very lucky to do what I did. I mean, it's it's not. 
I, it, it, it's, I couldn't sit here and tell you, like, keep working hard. And obviously those things are, are without question. But you're going to have to, if you really want to play professional hockey, like, or, or professional any sport, I, you're, you could be a goal scorer, like, your whole life. But, like, once they might not be looking for that, right? Yeah. So you got to be able to be able to do things um, if you're at that point where you want to get – you just do something that you'll get noticed or do something – um, you might have to just do something different and adapt to a role uh, or, or a position that you don't aren't normal or comfortable with. And if you could see yourself doing that, then it's worth worth chasing it, right? And and I would say I'm not saying you know don't chase it. Like play as long as you can. It, it's a great game, and you you build a lot of relationships. And if I could get a chance to play one game, I got a chance to play a little bit more, which is great. Anyone really can. I, honestly, I, I I don't have this backstory. Um, and, and don't let anyone tell you you can't do it that hasn't experienced it, right? So there's yeah. a lot of people that you hear, you know, I, I, it's a dream and keep tra- keep chasing it. I mean, it's, it's not, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Is it, that was just a next question. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm gonna go, now, I'm gonna call, now I'm literally going to call my therapist and be like, you guys, the advice I just gave was awful. No, no, I have no idea perfect. what I just I'm like, honestly, I just, like, I'm like envisioning, I'm like looking at myself and just like, as I'm talking, I'm like, what am I talking about? Next question. No, that was a good answer. That was good. That was perfect. Okay. All right. All right. righty. After our uh, segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Birch Supply Company. They are a Canadian, Canadian clothing company, brand based out of Saskatchewan. The company was founded by two lifelong friends who represent their passion for style, the outdoors, and good times through their clothing. Birch Supply Company strives to be involved in the community and bring you quality Canadian-made products. You can check out their current lineup and get the down low on new arrivals through their Instagram page at Birch Supply in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. All right, Danny, take it away here. These are called rapid-fire questions, Tim. We're going to have you on again, so this, is, this has been good. We don't want to keep you too long because we, we're not paying you. So, uh, Dan, <laughs> go, ahead, go, go ahead first. Uh, the first one is, who's your ultimate golf foursome? Who's my ultimate golf foursome? Yeah. On the course. Oh. On the course. Like if I could pick three people or yeah. who do I play with? Yeah, th- three people, yeah, you and famous, three famous, living, dead, whatever. Uh, Tiger, obviously. I'm like obsessed with Tiger Woods. Yeah. Um, Standard. I like, I'm just going to name like uh, probably all three pro golfers. Uh <laughs> Man, this is a tough question because I I don't go I like normally I I want to golf alone. <laughs> like I don't want anyone to see me. No, I'm serious. Like, shot 68 today, go, boys. Like, old... Oh, dude, the amount of times I I've been asked like by random people I've played with, like if I was invited to uh, join a foursome, like someone's usually asking me like at some point, like you wait, you were a professional athlete because like I'm <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. I like when I get around people I've never played golf with. I'm, I'm like, it, I struggle. Like I just, I mean, I, I pick it, but it's just like, and I'm talking like I'll just fucking like, I'll drive a ball like two, 20 yards. I don't know. Anyways, Tiger, me, uh, to me, I'll pick me. No, Tiger. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to. I, who else do I like on tour? Uh, Brooks Kepka, I love him. I love yeah. his attitude. And and Ricky Fowler. I'm just gonna name. I, I don't know. I mean, if you guys really want me to have an in-depth answer, we're gonna be here for a lot longer. <laughs> well, that's a good answer. No, we're gonna have yeah. you on for round two. I hope. So <laughs> we'll go on to the next one here. Uh, the well, this is a little free after these guys. Two Sticks Podcast asks, 
Why is Wit such a bad putter? <laughs> Dude, I think I mean, like I said, I, I, I when it comes to me trying to like critique or judge someone else's game, <laughs> I'm I'm so far in my head. I, I I've never I don't think I've ever said anyone sucks at golf because I'm just like battling with my own self. But I saw Wit. We so uh, when we did that sandbagger, Wit was so mad. He was so mad that he uh, they lost that he we me and Jimmy Hayes got a, a message like seven a.m. the next day and he's like he he was like thousand bucks a match same course bus leaves in like in like a half hour no fucking cameras and so we went us three went out us three went out there and he he, he I think Jimmy Hayes actually played well with his handicap but me I got absolutely smoked but I saw Wit Wit put he putted one time. Um, he was like, I, don't, I can't remember exactly, but he, he would know. But he literally putted. Like, it was like a 10-foot putt that, like, completely went off the green and into a sand trap. And I, I was I, I was thinking, <laughs> we would always joke about it, but as far as putting, like, he putted into a sand, it was kind of into a bunker. But uh, where I'm going with this is, I don't know. I, I, I've never really paid attention. Um, I've seen the other sandbaggers, but, like, I didn't, like I said, like I've never really paid attention to until that last sandbagger of like he has putting issues, um, but I, I never noticed it. Like I, I, I just if someone hits a draw, I'm just like mesmerized. Like how'd you do that? <laughs> like that's that's where I'm at with my game. So I, I'm not quite there at knowing why people have uh, problems in their game. Uh, but I don't talk to Wit. I mean, I, Wit's a friend, but I haven't I haven't talked to those guys. I don't really talk to them, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know yeah. why. That's a good question. Okay, so I have. There's two questions that have been written down for uh, at Wait, the end. Wait, did you say these are yes or no? Did you say these are supposed <laughs> yes or no answers? Sorry. Yeah, similar, but uh, yeah, you know, you're all right. You're good. If uh, everyone wants to cut off the podcast now, they can. That's fine, uh, but they won't. Okay, so I have two questions written down from guests and one from for myself that you can tell after, and it's one to pump your company, Boikies. Uh, no free ads. But this one question here is uh, best player you play with in Europe. That's from Jeremy Hanley, friend oh, of the show. Easy. Or sorry, long-time listener. There's a guy There's a guy that I played with on Keenan's team. I think he's like, his name's Sir, Sergei Moziakin. Um, he's just a Russian dude. Never heard of him. That was, <laughs> no, I mean, if you looked him up, though, like he's, he, he, he was like, every year, I mean, he's old now in the game, at least. He's still playing, but he... Always, every year was getting like one. I mean, I think the one year I was there, or not, I only played the one year with him. But like at one point, he was getting offers like one ways from every team in the NHL. It's just he was making so much money, and he's he's just kind of a he's a Russian boy. You know, he's a, he wanted to be home, but he, I, I he was by far the best player I have ever played with. And I remember Kyle Wellwood mentioned him before I went. Wooden Blade Wellwood. Uh, yeah, Kyle Wellwood talked about this guy in Winnipeg one time and he was like, Stapes? And well, he's pretty funny. I haven't talked to him ever since Winnipeg, but he was just like the way he said things. He's like, there's this guy, Sergey Moziak, and every two-on-one, I've never seen him not score on a two-on-one. Like he, And then, you know, it was just kind of like funny. You're like, ah, like people exaggerating. Dude, fast forward, I'm in practice with this guy and I swear to God, I don't think I ever seen him not score on a two-on-one. We're saying practice, obviously, but he he was just the guy that just um, single handedly. He's so good. He's at me, a practice like, guy. <laughs> no, this guy's good. He, he I think he leads all the stats. 
all time in the KHL, but he's a guy that just like controlled it's 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 weird. It was like a weird style. Like he wasn't flying around. He wasn't like toe dragging guys. It was just like he always had the puck and he was just slowed the game. I mean, he just controlled the game. Uh, but he was, yeah, he was probably the best player. I mean, and then and then there's a couple. I mean, I played with a guy in Switzerland as far as like skill wise named Linus Clausen. I think that's how you pronounce his name. He played in uh, Nashville, maybe. I don't even know if he played in Nashville. He played in Milwaukee. But look a video up on that guy. That, he might have been probably the sickest hands I've ever played with in person. Um, but, yeah, no, there was there was quite a few good guys. Pavelski was my teammate in Minsk during the lockout, and I never played with him. And he's um, – White Tech? Like, I know he's not – Say Wolski? No, Pavelski, Pavelski. Joe Pavelski. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, you know, and he was, you know, obviously, uh, but I guess it's not really a European player. But, yeah, any, I mean, I can go on and on here. Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dirty I could have just said his name <laughs> and went next. No, we love it. Um, what's your favorite golf course that you've played on? Um, Hold on, I got a story for you. <laughs> Oh yeah, wait. Are you making fun of me, <laughs> or or do you have a? Is that? No, oh, man. No, I no. I, I that. Hey, I love it. No, love this, it. Is good. this is good. This is good. No, I, I mean, guys. The funny thing is, is I'm actually like pretty quiet. Like I'm not. Like I, I'm very Couldn't isolated. Tell. Like I don't like. No, I know. No, nah, you're a beauty. Like, you're this, beauty. Like, a therapy. this is a therapy session. <laughs> um, but uh, like I gotta. You guys send me the invoice. But no, I um. There's a lot of there's a lot of places. Uh, probably the medalist. Where's that? Tiger's Crack down in uh, it's in Jupiter. The, it's called, I think it's called the medalist. I, I got it's, it's like the one that the, him and the, the last force they did that foursome like him. Oh yeah, Kate yeah, Manning, yeah. That was on that Tiger's course down in 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 Jupiter. Uh, man, that place was sick. I got the Blake Wheeler lives in Boca Raton. I think it is. Um, and I was down there visiting, and he got in touch with, like, I don't know, like, it was, like, a friend of a friend who who's the golf pro there, and we, we got to go on just me and Wheeler and this, like, his real estate guy or whatever, and I, it was so awesome. And what was really cool was they have, like, uh, you know, obviously the tee boxes, and they recommend, like, hey, like, how far do you hit the ball? Yeah. I mean, Wheeler's a stick, too, man, and he crushes the ball, and, and <laughs> where we, I think we played the tip. We played the tips, but there was, like, the tiger tips, where like him and like you know Fowler, I mean, it was stupid how far back these were. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I know I don't know if it was even it might have just been like made up for them because it was like Tiger's course, but it was just like I mean it's crazy how how good these guys are. Yeah, um, I got another one here. Were you lucky enough to get any whole ones so far? I had two last year. Two? You have two whole ones? Oh my! I had. I have fucking, I swear to God, I mean, it's, it's, and I have video, not video, but I, I have, people were there, and wow. one happened, one happened, let me see, no, you know what, sorry, this was in, I had two in 2019. Wow, and what 20, a year. 2020, when I said that, dude, I had one, and this is the best part about it, I had one, I don't even know if the second one counts, I'll tell you why. The first one I had, Josh Hennessy was there, and I had a couple other good buddies, we we have this like you pay as a member like I think it's like a, a hole in one like fee and then at, you know if you get a hole in one like they could be worth like five grand or whatever you know what I mean there's like some money to it. Um, yeah. When I first I got the first one it, it was like in 
it was kind of like in March when it was like uh, it was like still it was good enough to golf, but the course wasn't open. So like I it, I didn't like qualify for that. You know, it was like too early to get the hole in one for the money. Like all I care about is the money. Clearly, <laughs> I went to Russia to block shots for money. But no, so clearly, clearly I uh, I missed out on that. But it was cool to get it, and I, you know I had people there. But the second one, I played eighteen holes, and that's why I, I don't even know if I should tell this, but. I played 18 holes and I'm, I forgot a club somewhere on the 17 or 18th hole. So I had to drive back. I found my club and then I was driving across the course and I'm coming like to the first, like driving through the first fairway. And this guy who's a really nice guy, he's an older guy and he's just a member and I don't like play with him that much, but like he, he talks more than I do. And he, no. I just didn't want to play with him. But he's like by himself. Yeah, I know. You're like, you guys have no comments on that. But he, he, uh, he just said, "Hey, come on, join me." And I just kind of was like, "I'm so codependent." I'm like, "Oh God, I guess so." So I joined him. I halfway on this hole, and we 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 started playing, and then we played the second hole, and the third hole was a par three. And I I was telling him a story. I, clearly, that's all I do is tell bullshit stories. <laughs> I was telling him a story of something, and I hit the ball. It was like a 190 yard par three, and I turned. He's watching it, and I turn and I continued to tell my story, and he was like, "Well, he's like watching it, and this thing hit like it was embarrassing. It hit like ten yards before the green, and just like hit something and kind of like started rolling up onto the green, and it just you just heard ting and it went in, and dude, I had like no, I, I had no reaction to it. I just like continued to tell my story, and this guy was just like, "Dude, you just got a hole in one." And I'm like, yeah, I did, but I kind of like <laughs> didn't know if that counts because I, well, dude, I kind of didn't know if it counted because it was, it was like I came on the halfway on the first hole. So we get down to the, I get the ball out of the hole, and this lady comes bombing out with like this box. She had like two glasses of like wine. It was like five. She like wine. She's like, I saw it, I heard it. She's like, like some old lady, poor old lady that was, that was clearly just being awesome and nice. And she's like, I saw it. It was a hole in one. And then the, we played the next hole. And I called the clubhouse, and the guy was like, the golf pro was like, Timmy, like, hey, like, this, that ended like a week ago. So, like, oh. I missed out on, oh. like, seven grand. Oh. So, I, I. Yeah, dude, and you were hurting for that, I bet. Hole, and the guy was, the guy was just, yeah, I'm just like, fuck. Um, but uh, the next You were the guy, trainer that's in Russia, didn't upset about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But a half a hole later, I was like, got my card. I just took, I was like, hey, I'm done. And he's like, he was like, the, the guy I was playing with was like, who just leaves like after a hole in one? <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, I, you know, and I'm like, I did. I do. And I still, I haven't told anyone that. So yeah, I had two hole in one. That Holy, counts. that's unreal. That was rapid fire, right? Unreal story. I, I suck. Hey, <laughs> quickly before my next question, you're going to keep me my last one because I think I forgot about my other one. Um, but the question was, in the sandbagger, you and uh, Jimmy Hayes hits a shot, and it was like a really good shot, I think. And and just Whitney totally messed up what the caddy's name was at the start of the show. But Jimmy Hayes goes on to pound the caddy, like give, give him knocks. And you're like, dude, what the fuck? Give me knocks. You don't even know that guy. You just met him. <laughs> like, fuck. Wait, wait, is that a question? <laughs> well, it's one of your long ass stories, fuck. <laughs> I oh, I was... oh, that's oh. Are you? Are you? I didn't know if you were asking me a question. Um, 
Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, that was, uh, yeah, I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, that because it was bullshit. Yeah, you're like, you already know that guy. We you just know met who him. That guy was. <laughs> we we had we had no idea who the guy was. We were butchering his name like a half hour ago, and Jimmy Hayes was pumping him. Like, I'm like, dude, this guy's carrying our clubs, man. Like, I'm here. I'm the, man. When we did that sandbagger, like, I clearly was invited for a replacement. I think, I think, nah. well, like, there was two other guys that were supposed to play. And, and like, Witt texted me, like, a week before, was like, hey, you know, we need you, you know, so I was like, I went there, and I remember, you know, each guy had a camera, like, got following them, and, like, three holes in, um, I looked back at the guy that was on, on the camera, and I'm like, hey, I can't fucking do this, man, does that thing have to be on me? Like, I was bitching. <laughs> and the camera guy, dude, the camera guy was just like, hey, man, like, just, just so you know, like, we're not here for you. <laughs> and I just blew up, dude. I and he was saying it with out of a lot of respect and just being like, "Don't worry about this camera." Realistically, like we're, we added this and basically saying like, and that's what he said. He's like, "We're not we're, like really here for you." And I was like, "That was the best answer I could have." Like I, I started dying laughing. That was that was the reality. It was like, who's I to fucking be like, dude? No cameras while I swing, right? So <laughs> it was just kind of. Uh, yeah, the camera was on, but you kind of forgot about it. And and that Jimmy Hayes thing, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember that because I was actually like, that was real. I was like, dude, like don't don't knock this guy. Like give me high. Like you know, we we're teammates. So yeah, I laughed. I watched it again. Yeah, I said, like, do some homework, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? You don't even know that guy. You just met him. <laughs> give me knocks. Well, I, I I took offense to it, and I I still don't know who that guy's name was. I I forgot. Steve. But, you know. He, he was awesome. You know, he was doing his job, and uh, we ended up winning. That's, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about that because I know they've been winning. <laughs> hey, you guys, dummy, though. Okay, Tim, last question here because we're, we're having you on again. This, this is a no-brainer. Said, you know what? You want to make fun of me? You want to make fun of me rambling on? You've said – I don't know what the over-under is on you saying last question, <laughs> yeah. but i got to say it's got to be like eight. <laughs> I've said it I twice. Gamble, man. I was twice. It. No, I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> guys, I'm kidding. Nah, you're a dick. Okay, so okay, let's go. Last question, and then we're going to have you on again if you want to. I mean, I think this has been great. Uh, but a longtime listener, longtime follower, a good buddy of mine, Mick Panko, wants to know, and I don't think this can be a long or a short answer, but why can't we get Boykies in Canada? And then this is Drew asking, is Boykies going to come on the pod? And we need to try it out. So how can we get Boykies in Canada? And what's the timeline for that, obviously, uh, post-pandemic? Whenever the fuck that ends. Right. No, we've been trying to do Canada for... Can you guys hear me? I started... Oh, you good? No, we lost you now. Yeah, can you hear me? No, nope. now yeah, you're good. good. Yeah. Oh. I just hang up when it comes to Boykies. That's how good it's going. <laughs> you ask me about Boykies, I'll just hang up. No, I, I started driving. I don't know if my no. Real quick, uh, we've been trying to get into Canada. Like, yes, we're 100 percent coming into Canada. It's just been like this. Uh, obviously, with the times and like something with us being like a, a, a independent like meat meat product. Like, there's a lot of hurdles uh, to begin with. Yeah. And then the COVID thing really shut it down. And we're that no, we're a thousand percent like coming to Canada. It's kind of like I don't know if you've heard about like about the Pink Whitney thing, but it just there's a What's lot that? of hurdles. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I, meaning, just, I, there's just a lot of rule, rules, I, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, selling in Canada. So yeah. we are, that is a goal of ours. And trust me, I mean, I, I know at least uh, these these podcasts, like, you know, half the people are from Canada. So I would love to get it out there and, and, and obviously just offer, I'd love to just hand it out there. I'm trying, I'm trying my best. 
I don't know what I'm doing, guys. Get off this podcast. Okay. All right, Tim. This has been hey. This has been so much fun, man. We can't wait to do it again. Uh, we hope you come no, back on. I, 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 I have really appreciated. I, I actually really enjoyed it. And if you guys, yeah, if you want to do it again, I'll do it. And, and you guys are doing great. So I'm, I'm here to help. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. All right, man. Take care, Tim. All right, guys. Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. Drew, you ever have issues down below shaving? All the time. I'm tired of using a Bitcoin razor, cutting my nuts. Well, it's time to get into Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOSL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code HOSL20. Happy Valentine's Day from the Manscaped. Alrighty, there it is, Dan. Episode 56. Tim Stapleton off the HOSL podcast blowing up. Dan, thoughts on the podcast? Oh, it was great. Um, Tim, funny guy. The guy could talk forever. So I uh, just wanted to say thanks a lot for Tim for coming on and we really appreciate it. Um, it was like talking to our buddies. Yeah, that's, way, that's you know? it's funny you mentioned. Sorry, to cut you off. Funny I mentioned that. I talked to my mom this morning and my dad. We talked about just how he was kind of like uh, one of the boys. You know, he was you know chirping us. We we're chirping him. There was no bad blood. Had a lot of fun. He did mention uh, you know Russia a couple times. It was awesome. Talked about the KHL. Uh, and also, we are excited. Hopefully, down the road to get some Boitys beef jerky. That's a uh, Boitys beef jerky. Uh, co-founder uh, Tim Stapleton. His meat does sound good. His <laughs> 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 yes, it. Uh, yes, this beef jerky company called Boitys Beef Jerky sounds great. Yeah. So that's, that's a lot of free ads for Boitys. Free plugs there. You better be sending us a check here soon. <laughs> well, the hour thirty-five minute phone call, uh, no invoice for Timmy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, but we will have one again. Uh, Dan, what else we have this week? We got a giveaway ending giveaway? Friday. Yeah, check that out. Um, tag your friends to be entered. We got to hit a thousand, a thousand followers. So on Instagram, right? For for an extra giveaway, yes. For an extra giveaway, but anyways, we got the we got the giveaway going. It's a great giveaway, so check social it out. handles, uh, social handles, Instagram and Twitter are at underscore off the hosel, and Facebook is just at off the hosel. Check us out. Yeah, absolutely. Just like Dan said, check us out. Uh, obviously, go to iTunes, Spotify, subscribe to us. And I found out yeah, just yesterday morning I was doing a, um, a proposal from their company. We are in 22 different countries. Uh, I had a hard time um, figuring out how many countries there are. So, uh, but we're close. I think there's 51 or something like that. We got states. I don't know what the hell there is. That's pretty cool. So keep um, listening. We're doing good things. We're buzzing. The boys are buzzing. Was your buzzing? Not like Tim on his first shift in the NHL. Was not buzzing around. All four lines are crashing, bane and body. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, off topic. Perfect. Okay, Danny. Uh, always a pleasure. We're talking to uh, Scott Thompson Thursday afternoon. Scotty boy. Tomorrow. Two-time Am Champ, two more than I have. Uh, should be a lot of fun with him. So uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, man, looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for listening to everyone out there. We appreciate you. Yeah, keep listening. Come back. We love you. And tell your friends. <laughs> All right, Dan. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Peace. You everyone else, have a great Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Get out and play some golf at David's Indoor Golf. Seven great Sims, great pizza. Oh, as the pizza just arrived in front of our faces, it smells great. So we'll talk to you soon. See ya! Peace!